You, my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by lovely people just like you. Thank you so much, Nate Dog, Nick Patrick, Sean Z, Wicked Good, Ridiculous Hat, Avantis, Samurai Flea, and James W. for making this show possible. You can join them, get some great perks for yourself at patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. And be sure to check out the show notes for this episode and all other past episodes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. Trust me, you'll be glad you went. Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and it's good to be back with you. I mean, we checked out some, you know, preliminary classes. Thankfully, they didn't make us commit to anything yet. Um, Steve, I'm worried about the wand that I chose yet. I think that uh, the... The gnome that gave it to me was pretty shady looking, honestly. Well, I I don't know about that, but I want to sell some of my textbooks back. How do do I do that? Because, you know, I audited some of these classes and uh, yeah, some of these some of these are really good. And I think I might have chosen some of the wrong classes, except for the priest ones. The priest ones are all good. (laughs) Well, technically, since they're free, like they pay for the books, pay for themselves, don't they? I don't know. At least the studies do. I don't know. They're awful chatty. <laughs> Some of them might actually try to take a bite out of it. Yeah, you. yeah, the, the demonic hey, studies one kind of t- tried to take my arm yeah, off. That one especially. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. not let's not do that. I want that one to go back where it came from. Oh man, Steve, it's good to be back with you for yeah. part two of our full Scholomance Academy review. How are you feeling now that the set's out in the open? Is it everything you hoped for? This is one of probably the most interesting launches that we've had. I can't and I can't remember how long. Like. It, there's a lot of powerful stuff, but it's all powerful, and it's not, like, one thing. Like, like we had, when we went to, well, we actually did both parts of this review last time before Ashes of Atlan came out, but, like, mm-hmm. we had nerfs before Ridiculous Hat and I recorded our deck, our deck wrap-up, which is, like, a week after the meta launches. And mm-hmm. that, and, and, and we've kind of had those things, like, we had Galakron Shaman with Descent of Dragons... I don't remember, like, Old Doom was, like, a year ago, so I don't remember exactly what it was, but, like, each one of those sets has kind of had, like, one big boogeyman, and and then everything right. else. I mean, we've had some of these sets where I, where I specifically remember saying, like, well, we were we have a whole bunch of toys that we can't play with because of this one class, and it doesn't feel mm. like that. Like, yes, like, there are things that are prolific, like, Druid is big enough that it's kind of a it it felt like it was going to be a problem the first day but it kind of has calmed down a little bit and you've got paladins like legitimate tempo mage is legitimate i hit legend yesterday with control priest with no win condition just like the good old days of steal your stuff and wait for you to decide that you were done playing against me (laughs) and 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 so it feels like there's a there's a bunch of different warlock decks that are that are viable i mean i i track all the decks that are uh for my net for my meta roundup episode and it's like everything's represented for the most part except for hunters really like the one that's that's pretty underrepresented for the most part but other than that there's like a lot of mage there's a lot of rogue there's a lot of a lot of druid a lot of demon hunter big warrior despite my protestations is actually seems to be sort of kind of a thing (laughs) 
seems to be the warrior deck right now, which is yeah. interesting. That was actually my final boss to Legend, and I had to message you right afterwards. Right, I would right. have been very <laughs> upset if that gate kept me out of Legend, I'll say that much. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad it at least wasn't me trying to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I did get, like, the best mind games of my life in that game, though, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah, you pulled Deathwing Mad Aspect, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I guess Rattlegore might have oh. been better, because uh, I was... I yeah, was talk- technically. I was talking to Peltire, he and I are... He's a... um. He he was uh, top sixteen of HCT back before Grandmasters was a thing, and um, and he and I co op occasionally, and I so I sent it to him because this is exactly his kind of list too, and I I told him about that. He's like, yeah, I got a Rattlegore that was a little better. Like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Rattlegore's probably a little bit better than a Deathwing. I'll take that. But but it's, I think someone it, said the stats on Rattlegore are thirty six thirty six. Like, is that his win percentage? Pretty... No, uh, it might be also <laughs> yes. Unless it's pulled for free for four mana out of a priest deck, but yeah, but it's it's man. been a, ver- a pretty varied meta, all things considered, and like a lot of things seem mm-hmm. viable, even though there are some things that are popular. But it doesn't seem like the popular things are I, I, as they may feel bad to play against. Like I won't say that Druid, and we'll talk about Druid today, and I won't say that Druid is particularly fun to play against. But it, mm-hmm. it's not oppressive and it's not unbeatable like some of the, the big decks have been in the past. Like we've had, you know, like Demon Hunter and then Galakron Shaman before that where they had to nerf it because they're just like you could do whatever you wanted and it didn't matter. And and I don't it doesn't feel right, like that in this right. meta. Yeah, there are things that can consistently um that can consistently beat the Druid win plan, especially fast decks, uh whether they're old or it seems like Librum Paladin is really giving it a run for its money too, because yeah. Allura Good lord. Like, I thought there was some potential, maybe, but that card seems to be just taking off and making making games just insane. Yeah, um, yeah. Allura is big. Devout Pupil is a big part of it. And then Argent Braggart has been in a bunch of the decks, too. First Day of School gives it something to do early. Um, and Goody Two Shields is just kind of like a good mid-game card that it didn't really have before to kind of bridge I don't think game. I... I don't think I sent this to you, but I was watching Tice the other day, and he was playing a Liberum Paladin, and he played first day of school. What did his opponent played? Um, they had oh, they they were an old school spell druid, and they okay. had just played exotic mount seller. Mm-hmm. He plays first day of school. He was hard running a redemption in his deck, and first day of school got him blackjack stunner. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and he was able to say, uh, "Let's hold off on that mount seller turn for a couple turns because they had." Ramped with like Innervate and uh, Lightning Bloom and stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a pre- that's a pretty decent pull off first day of school. I gotta say, I told you if you're running secrets, it's gonna happen once in a while, and it, it is. Right. It is. <laughs> yep. Anyway, well, I yeah, I think this is this is a really fun meta so far. There's a lot of powerful stuff. I think we were all a little scared, um, and it's funny because like Descent of Dragons had that same flavor to it, where it was like, holy cow, is all this stuff just really good? Um, and we're only halfway through the year, so it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year pans out, but we're excited to go through all the rest of our class cards. If for some reason you weren't able to join us for part one, please go back and listen to that. Whatever podcast feed you're listening to, this in should have it right before this one, and you'll be able to hear all the stuff that we that we went through and the overview of the classes and stuff. Uh, but before we dive into that, Steve, got to ask you why you're happy today. Um, well, I'm happy just because I got a lot of stuff done on my vacation. Not necessarily stuff I wanted to get done, but just, like, it was nice to kind of reset and refresh my sleep schedule and just get, like, a bunch of appointments out of the way and just a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff that, that needed to get taken care of that sometimes I can't do when I'm 
you know, when I'm sitting in meetings all day. So it was just kind of nice sure, to, sure. uh, to, to just kind of reset, spend a little bit more time with the family and just kind of, and, and have the time to be able to, you know, not be distracted when the set comes out and, and kind of torn in two directions and just kind of get, you know, get a lot of that out of my system so that I can go back and kind of focus once the work week starts up again. So I'm pretty, mm-hmm. pretty happy about that. I'm also happy because I, I, as I was telling you before we started recording, I went to the supermarket today and I got yeah, black yeah. and white cookies. And black and white cookies are um, are one of my favorite things, and you can't usually get them, but my supermarket has them for some reason. So I am uh, I am I am enjoying the the deli dessert of my uh, my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to find those around town. Yeah. There's a couple like really hardcore delis, so it's like maybe they might have it. Yeah, all, they, I, I bet you if you ask them, if, even if they don't have it, they probably could tell you like where you could get them for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You got to know the underground deli market yeah. in your town. You, you need the, you need the hookups to really get the good stuff, right? Like you know, everybody knows about corned beef, but you know, you want you want the good right. deli. You need to know who to talk to, right? So yeah, yeah. So why are you happy that uh, today? Well, um, have to address the elephant in the room. I honestly didn't think through this much because I didn't know how it would go down, but. If you follow me on Twitter, you found out that I I had a really, really hard week this week. Um, on Wednesday, I found out that my full-time job uh, has decided to lay me off. And I knew that this was a possibility. Um, our CEO had given us a heads up that because our revenue was down due to COVID-19 and the businesses that we serve, um, that they were going to have to make like a 15% workforce cut. Um, and so it was kind of on my radar as a possibility. Uh, you never think it's going to be you. Uh, and especially given my circumstances with, uh, with kids here, kids on the way, I really thought that there was a good, and honestly, like been with the company for a few years, I know that they value the work that I do and, um, and all that. So woke up on Wednesday, had an email in my inbox, uh, stating it out. And so, to be quite honest, like since then, it's uh, life has been a whirlwind, and we're trying to figure this out one day at a time. Um, I will say that I'm uh, like I haven't been quite as engaged with School of Advanced Academy as I wish I could have yeah. because uh, this sort of overshadows that. Unfortunately, I've gotten to play five games so far. They were all spell damage mage. I loved all of them. <laughs> I lost one of them, I think, um, and I, I. But I have not at all gotten to play as much because I'm working on my resume, um, looking for jobs, uh, trying to take care of my wife and, um, trying to navigate. So, so yeah, um, this is, yeah, this is hard. I, and anybody who's been laid off before knows me or knows what I'm talking about there. You know, um, I've, I will say that it was made very clear and I trust what was said to me that this was not in any way, a reflection of my uh, of the work that I did for them or anything like that. It was purely a cold financial decision. Um, that still hurts yeah. at the end of the day, um, but at least I don't have to sit around wondering. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, I can put my emotions more on um, providing uh, and figuring out what's next. I really don't know what's next, honestly. I'm really thankful for my work with HS Replay. Um, it is part time, if you didn't know. But um, but I've gotten to do some stuff already, and I'm going to be able to dedicate more time with them. But I, I don't know what the future holds. So if you um, if you know of like my backgrounds in marketing, and if you know of anything in that uh, in Colorado or remote, uh, I would be 
happy to hear about it. <laughs> um, and honestly, like even going through this, I don't feel like this is a, some unsurmountable thing. I certainly would not have chosen it for this time um, for us personally or during a global crisis. But um, but yeah, it does not feel unsurmountable. Um, and we'll figure it out. You know, it's uh, it's just at the very beginning where it's it's the hardest and most disorienting, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have. So it's I funny. Have full, I, I have full faith that you're going to land on your feet, though. Like I, I, I thanks, man. believe that somebody is going to recognize that you are an asset that they should be taking advantage of. Like as much as it's hard to hire in in this environment, like there people mm-hmm. make exceptions for people with yeah, really good yeah. talent, and I think that you're one of them. And you will you you will end thanks, up. I, I have faith you'll be landing on your on your feet more quickly than than I think you may think you will. I appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I, I had a friend who um, I, were, I I called up a few of my coworkers and just said, we, we got to go get a drink tonight if this is the last time we get to hang out, you know. And he knew about the podcast and he, he asked me, and he was kind of joking, but, you know, just trying to be lighthearted. He was like, so you doing two episodes a week of the Happy Hearthstone now? I was <laughs> like, well, I got the time, you know. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I know I said last time that I was going to figure out what the other side of these reviews look like. And now everything looks different. So, um, so I will very likely take some time, um, and figure it out. I would love to put some time into this show, hopefully into that, um, that, uh, episode 200 celebration, uh, and maybe even into some streaming if I can actually get a, a solid schedule, which I have the time now for. It's just a, mount, a matter now of how do I invest my time because um, I need to spend time working on the job search stuff. I need to spend time taking care of my family, and I've uh, still got the HS Replay stuff that I, I honestly want to give more to also during this time. So yeah. um, so I'll figure it out. Everyone, I'm, I'm, I, I've had a lot of people reach out through Twitter uh, expressing kindness and support, and I, I really appreciate that. So um, I, will, I will let you all know when I know, and um, I appreciate your, your patience and understanding in the meantime. Um, and, and I'll be honest, Steve, I've been looking, even though it's been tougher to find the time to play so far, I've been very much looking forward to going through these cards, hearing what your experience has been so far, and then, um, and figuring out together what the rest of this set looks like. Cause we've got, we've still got plenty of cards to go through here. Yeah. Right. And I probably played enough games for the both of us. So we can, <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can, you can, you can lean on me for that because if there's a deck that's out All there, right. I've pro- unless it's. Unless it's like aggro demon hunter, because screw that noise, I've, I've probably played it. So. <laughs> you don't need to play that yet. No, no. nobody needs that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and let us jump in here. Uh, again, we'll be doing the scale of one to five uh, for constructed and for arena. Even though the meta has begun, I want to uh, caution you very harshly uh, against enchanting or disenchanting any of these cards right now. Uh, I I actually am of the mindset. I've seen some people, you know, crying out for some nerfs. I've seen others uh, saying that everything's so powerful. Let's see how this turns out for a little bit. And I tend to fall on that side of the equation, honestly, because there is some stuff that feels unfair, but it's it's sporadic. It's not just one uh, one deck or one class necessarily. Yeah. So I would like to see how this how this pans out. But I I bet we'll see at least see some tweaks within two weeks or so. Can I can I address um, that real quick? Just like for sure, two yeah. seconds. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Just because I yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on this, and and I think that people yeah. are very quick to call for nerfs on anything that's powerful or or occasionally feels bad to play against. And 
I sure. think that mm-hmm. power is not a bad thing, right? Like thing like decks should be powerful. Constructed as a format is about doing using the most broken cards to do the most broken things. That is the point of constructed. And if we nerf every powerful card, we're going to end up with a bunch of chill yetis bumping into each other and nobody wants that. <laughs> right? Like that's not fun. Right, that right. was effectively the Bakugan um, era in a nutshell. It, it, I mean, it, it, there are things more powerful than that, but really that's what it ended up being. Right. So like mm-hmm. th- because things are powerful is not the problem. The problem is when one deck is so powerful that it warps the meta. And, like, something like Galakron Shaman, when it was a thing for, like, two, for those two weeks, or week, or whatever it was, when you could play anything else and it didn't matter because Galakron Shaman would beat it, and there was no way to counter it, then, yeah, that's something that needed to be nerfed. Demon Hunter was clearly too powerful out of the gate because they needed to, they needed to shoot that way. I don't feel mm. like these, like, the powerful cards are not, are not unevenly distributed, for the most part. Like, Druid's probably the closest, just because... Mm-hmm. It feels the word. It's almost like a like a original quest rogue thing, where it just feels like, why did I bother playing the game? Sometimes, but even that is very counterable by multiple decks, like not just one approach. Like sometimes that that kind of thing will get nerfed when it's just like, well, then you have to go with aggro, and then it just becomes all aggro decks banging into each other because otherwise you lose the quest rogue. I don't think that's where we are, and I think that we don't want them to be making constant balance changes just because people are are upset about losing a certain way. I think that these uh, there's a lot of powerful stuff but it's all kind of feels equally distributed and that's what we want we want a powerful meta where we get to do fun things and how ha- and and then encounter and then be able to play around other people doing fun things but you know sometimes those fun things don't feel fun when you're on the receiving end of them so totally. i think that's yeah. really kind of where when you're when you're thinking about this i don't like talking about what needs a nerf and i don't think we're going to do that in this in these reviews but I think it's too early to talk about that. And until the meta settles down and there ends up being like one deck that's just head and shoulders above everything else, I, I don't think that we need to go there yet just because we had a whole bunch of nerfs in the last meta. I think the, all, all the nerfs in the last yeah. meta were kind of setting up to get us here so that when we did have this launch, it felt a little bit better. This is what we want. And we can't nerf every powerful deck because then we'll just have, we'll, we'll have nothing. Yeah. I agree. Well, yep. let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. We were just getting through the Demon Hunter card, so now we're going to talk about the dual class of Demon Hunter and Hunter. So the most huntered, hunted cards, I don't know. <laughs> we'll start off with Ace Hunter Crean, the legendary here. Three mana, two, four. Your other characters are immune while attacking. In case you didn't know, this is the nod to the world champion Hunter Ace. They've done that um, a few times now to uh, just basically put them in the game, which is pretty cool. Uh, This is a card that didn't make a lot of sense until I saw the next card that we'll talk about. Um, I get that making your characters immune sounds nice, um, but for, for Hunter and Demon Hunter, I feel like you're trading most of the time when you're behind. And so this didn't feel like the kind of mechanic that... Uh, that either class really wanted or needed. Maybe save Quest Hunter because Quest Hunter likes to likes to trade. The problem with Quest Hunter is that Quest Hunter likes for the things to die while it trades so that it can uh, spawn some more stuff. So I don't know. To me, this just didn't feel like it had a place. Um, do, you, do you feel like uh, that's, that's wrong outside of the card we're about um, to talk about. I mean, I think you need some of the minions to die. I don't think you. I don't think you uniformly want every minion to die because they don't all have death rattles, right? Like 
you you kind of do want like a faceless a faceless corruptor or a diving griffin. You you'd like to get a little bit more value out of that, right? Like you you're not sure, upset if sure, you get I to trade with a diving griffin twice. Like that that's okay. And so I think that being able to kind of do that to be able to stick a board and make your opponent react to it because the the downside of using all your minions to trade is that you often don't have a board left at the end of it. So then mm-hmm. you don't you you don't ever get to put your um you don't get to ever put your opponent on the back foot by having to make them to respond to your board. Um, the other thing that's important about this is that it says characters and not um, right, minions, right. which I didn't realize when we were first reading the card, and which means that if you happen to have warglaves, then you get to you get to run your face into things and not take damage, which can be relevant. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's okay. I I think in a quest hunter you probably still do run it because being able to preserve a board and then and this does demand removal the same way that like a Houndmaster Shaw did, but mm-hmm. it's it's not you know it it's definitely a very fringe character, a fringe player in a lot of those decks, and I don't know if anything outside of that deck is really going to want it. Yeah, if it's fringe and it's underpowered to me, that's a pretty clear two. Yeah, I think so overall. And and in arena, and in arena, it's about the same. Well, it's probably a three because again, it's it's fairly statted. Stats are okay, and then you, know. you get you get to be able to preserve your board while trading, which is kind of the dream in arena, right? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty guaranteed that you can get one good trade yeah. out of this, which that might be enough to put you ahead. So yeah, and, I can. And I it's can a legendary, which means you're going to get offered other legendaries, and other legendaries can often be very bad. Yeah, yeah, this can be okay. Yeah, cool. So, Trim Crescent is a one mana, one four weapon. After your hero attacks a minion, your your minions attack it too. So, I've seen this. I know Sadisi is very excited about this, and and I don't. I still really don't know what to do with it. To be honest, like it's it's very powerful if you're building a big board and then you're um and then you're able to like go face and then use the minions to trade and and trade off a particular minion. So, and, and, you know, send your minions into that minion. Um, or if you're able to play minions and then that, have, that have come into play this turn and then be able to use them immediately to trade off. I just, I don't know how often it's worth playing that card. I haven't played enough of either demon hunter or hunter to honestly know if it's worth the trade off. Um, I'd have to go through a couple of the decks and, and I should have looked at that before we, before we started just to see if it was seeing, <sighs> if it was seeing play in some of those. Um, it's not seeing a ton yeah. from what I, from what I've seen so far. Like th- this basically gives your minions wind fury in a way. Sort it of, can yeah. also do some interesting things. Like if your minions are frozen, they will still attack. Or if they're brand new on the board and have, you know, what's called sleeping sickness where they can't yeah. attack yet. Now they can. Um, I, I, I remember, I think it was you. I heard talk about imprisoned Felmaw with this card, like being able to. Right. Yeah. Or, or maybe that was ridiculous hat. I don't know. I, uh, one, one of us. I mean, um, you know, we're we're pretty interchangeable yeah. at this point anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's some really neat interactions you can get out of this. I mean, even as a one mana one four weapon, that's pretty decent. You know, um, I Hunter even had that one mana one three weapon for so long from Witchwood. You were immune while attacking. Yeah, um, oh, candle shot, candle shot, candle shot. That was uh, uh, no, that was Cobalt and candle yeah. 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 I mean, that was just a staple in Hunter for its entire. So I think there's, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of potential with this. Even if it's not a really clear, like, yeah, Demon Hunter and Hunter want to do this, it seems like you're going to get enough value almost all the time out of it. So, I mean, I I would think it's like a, it's a three. I think it's a three, too. I'm I'm just going through some of the lists. The only one I've seen it in was there was an Agra Hunter day one that Zhao T 
put together that he took to rank one legend with an eight and one record with it. So it's, it, it's probably just a one mana one, four weapon. Yeah. And, and I mean, sometimes you get to, you get to play out a, um, you know, a battle fiend or whatever, and then run it in for two damage or something like that. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it seems to have fallen out of the other aggro demon hunter list, but that doesn't mean it's permanent. So yeah, it's probably a three. Yeah. And in, in, in arena, it's probably about the same. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. You like weapons, you take weapons, yeah. and you're fine if it's just a weapon. Yeah. Next is uh, Demon Companion, one mana spell. Summon a random Demon Companion. This is Animal Companion's lesser brother. And the demons that you can get off of this are half the stats of all of the Animal Companions. And their names are shuffled versions of those names. So they're funny like that. So you can get a, a one mana 2-2 two, two with Taunt. A one mana one two that gives all your other minions plus one attack, or a uh, one mana two one with charge. So uh, those are all good. I've seen this in a lot of aggressive lists, especially for Demon Hunter. I mean, one mana to get any of those like this just feels so much like Animal Companion. It's hard for me to even yeah. say much about it because it would just be the same thing I would say about Animal <laughs> Companion if asked. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just good on they're good on rate, right? Like it's a good one drop. Yeah. Um. I mean, Demon Hunter particularly wants wants one drops that do something. I mean, a one drop with charge is very good. Um. And you know, even just sometimes getting the like I messed up playing against a hunter the other day that was playing this because I ended up killing it when I had a um. They had a I forget if it was a a Felma or they had a um evasive Fey Wing uh, on board. No, it must have been a. I don't know. Oh no, it was a Leah, not not Leah, Misha. This is a terrible story. Uh, <laughs> they had a Misha on board, and and they also had um, the one that I don't remember what the names of them are. The one that that is the Leah of the demons, and I killed it with and forgot that I had a Shadow of Ruin in my hand, and couldn't then clear the Misha. So I, I still need to get used to that. But that oh, was wow. that. It's been pretty yeah. good. Um, when I played against it, it's been pretty effective, and it seems to be getting into a lot. At least the demon hunter lists. Um, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, to see it in more hunter lists as we see more hunter lists as well. So it seems like it's pretty good. It, it just flexes into any spot. Yeah. You play this on turn one and it's great. I mean, you get the two two at taunt, and this is just an extra blazing battle mage, basically. Yeah. You know, or you just fit this into any turn later in the game, and it doesn't do a ton, yeah. but they all have some kind of impact. So I, I don't know. You want to give this a four? Or I, I kind of want to give it a four. I don't think it's good enough to be okay. like an auto include, but I think it's it's something that you know, if you have twenty eight slots, you'll just throw it in. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, hurt. Think, um, just about anything yeah. aggressive wants to play this, and probably the same, the same in arena. Yeah, I think it's it's just as good in arena. You know, I mean, you'll take cool. any, you'll take any of those for one mana. Absolutely. Um, so Blood Herald is a five mana one one. So that's that's those are some great. Holy stats. cow! Um, <laughs> whenever a friendly minion dies when this is in your hand, gain plus one plus one. So like, in a quest hunter, in theory. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stress in theory, then this could get very big. <laughs> like you could play this, and then or you could have this in hand after you do like a um a, a swarm of locusts or something, right? And then and then swarm the board. Um, sure. Uh, I don't think you're playing a five drop for that. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna matter that often. Um, either in hunter or in demon hunter, as much as you have a lot of minions die, like you'd have to be playing a specifically token demon hunter strategy in order to get this to pay off and. Like those just they they don't they don't tend to pay off. You you could try to do it, but it's it's going to be so dead. And if you top deck this later on, you're you're so sad. Like this is like the anti sea yeah. giant. Oh, like yeah. at least the sea giant, if it, if it's really late, you can still play it on like eight or nine mana. But this like 
it's going to be like a five mana two two or a five mana three three, and that's just not going to be good enough. Yeah, Sea Giant's a great comparison. The uh, the other one out of this set I think about is Argent 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 Braggart. Yeah, right. Like, and, and that requires so much less of you. It costs so much less. Um, I I want to play either of those cards any day over this one. It's it's so slow and yeah, it just. It's tough. Like, do you mulligan this away when your strategy is to make it a five mana twelve twelve? Like, no. But then you're just holding it forever, yeah. and uh, yeah, this is just a very clear one in my book. Yeah, I think so too. And, and arena, it probably is also like it, it maybe is slightly better, but like you could just you probably you're you're going to be top decking a lot in arena. You that, don't you don't that's want to always something you have to hold. think about. Yeah, no, yeah, this is such a bad top deck. Yeah, so it's probably all right. Well, let's yeah. move on to. Yeah, one, I think. Yeah. Let's move on to Hunter here. We've got Professor Slate, the legendary Hunter. Three mana, three, three. Your spells are poisonous. The way this works is with any spell that deals damage. Um, so you think about Explosive Trap, uh, twin or uh, Arcane Shot, Twin... Is it Twin Shot? What's the Twin Shot? I, I, have, the, I have the whole list here that's, that's in okay. standard right now. So it's Arcane Shot, Rapid Fire, Overwhelm, Rapid fire, that's what I'm Explosive thinking. Trap, Snipe, Corrosive Breath. Kill command, multi shot, mark shot, explosive shot, and scrap shot. So if it has shot in the name, it's probably gonna work with this. You could you could assume, but I, the problem is also that very few of those see play in any decks right now. Right. And if you're playing this as a one of, which it has to be, it is gonna be hard to pull that off. So those other cards need to be able to stand on their own. I think it's I think it's pretty simple that this card is just strange right now. Yeah. My big question for you, Steve, do you see a world in the future with the right cards added in where this becomes worth it? Yeah. I mean, what, what yeah. would it take? I guess you, you probably need something like an AOE that's not a secret in order for it to, or, or something like, uh, you know, like something like an explosive shot that was a little bit cheaper and easier to use. Or uh, like if they had access to whirlwind, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Whirlwind or, or some other like, you know, do damage to more than one minion so that you can get more value out of it. Like, or that, or you would need to have like some sort of a better, um, a better, a generically better, um, damage spell. Like corrosive breath is close, but I think it would have to be better than corrosive breath. Cause really like a lot of what you're running right now is like kill command corrosive breath is probably it out of that list that you're playing. Like sometimes you run mark shot, scrap shot really hasn't seen a lot of play. Um, I mean, the, 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 the jury's still out on overwhelmed, but it's probably not going to see a lot of play outside of quest hunter. Like, oh, and, and like arcane shot and rapid fire, unless you're, you're, you're specifically Sidisi and you're specifically building Varisa hunter, then, <laughs> it, you know, and in that deck, I'm sure this is great. Um, but it, it, like, we just don't have enough for that. So it's really like, we could get better, better damage spells. Or some sort of a damage spell that that manages to hit multiple minions, or is just good enough that you're getting enough of them. Like you, you would need something beyond kill command to be running as direct damage, basically. And mm-hmm. if you get enough of those that you're that you can justify running this, then it will be good. We just don't have that kind of critical mass right now. We could have it in, in four months. I, I I think this is a card that you don't necessarily dust. You know, it could get a lot more valuable depending on what the mix of cards is. But right now. Mm-hmm. It's it, there. It's just very hard to build a deck where it's going to see a lot of value a lot of the time. Yeah, potentially good card, but for now, 
I probably want to give it a three yeah. and just yeah, I think it's be a three. Safe there. Yeah, and and I mean in arena it's a three mana three four, so you'll take it. Yeah, like it's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it if the if the text doesn't matter, that's okay. And you're probably more likely to take some of those spells like explosive shot yeah. or um, arcane shot. So maybe you can get some value off it. But even if you don't, it's a fine minion on its own. Yeah. So next is this card that I kept opening. And I still have trouble pronouncing it. <laughs> Crowlusk Bark Stripper, I think is how we pronounce nice, it. Nice, you got it. Yeah. Four mana, three, five beast with spell burst destroy a random enemy minion. So, um, Spider Bomb, this is not. This is actually harder to, to pull off than Spider Bomb. And, you know, I mean, Spider Bomb was very good, but Spider Bomb also could get, um, you know, could get magnetized onto other things. And then, and you could do other things with that two-two body. This is just, and and what's important about that is that you could magnetize it onto something that could attack and then immediately use it, right? And this is this could also immediately go off, but it's only going to happen once, and you're going to need a cheap spell to activate it. And there aren't, again, there aren't a lot of cheap spells that, other than like tracking, which you don't want to just be throwing out to trigger a spell burst. Um, that you can easily pair with this in Hunter. Um, so that that's kind of the problem. So you're kind of playing this and then hoping it lives a lot of the time. And that is not likely to happen. Because, I mean, if you want to play this Lightning Rod, great. Right? Like, that'll that'll be a thing. But I don't I don't know how good this is. I, I haven't seen a lot of Hunter. that, And I certainly haven't seen any Hunters playing this. So I'm not sure if this is... I mean, it could be a Highlander card, but I think you kind of have high, better cards than Highlander Highlander Hunter too, especially because you're using Scavenger's Ingenuity to draw beasts, specifically Zixor. So this kind of gets in the way of that too, being a beast. It's like the one time in, high, in Hunter history that like being a beast is a downside for, for a otherwise good minion. <laughs> yeah, and I think... like I've gone down that rabbit trail too, and I, I think... The danger of thinking of that, like, because, yeah, Highlander Hunter has worked a very specific way where you don't run many beasts up till now. I don't think that means that we can't run beasts in Highlander Hunter. We just have to build it and expect different things. Like, I, I've i really ridden some waves with this card because when I first saw it, I said a four mana three five that has a free deadly shot on it. Awesome. Like, that sounds great. But then went through exactly what you said as yeah. far as there not being any real good spells to trigger it. I, I still think you watch this because in the right uh, in the right shell with the right support, it could be pretty pretty scary. I mean, you think about a spell that like would copy a beast. If you've got that option yeah. and then it would trigger this spell burst and give you another one that you can like you could Probably act, this may that may actually start up a control hunter shell that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, not that we've been waiting for control hunter for like five years or something. But, <laughs> the mythical control um, hunter. Yeah. But yeah, certainly right now it's not a card that you're gonna that you're really gonna play. I would say it's probably a two in its yeah. current state. Or or if you got zero cost spells in hunter, right? Like I mean, we used to have hunter's mark yeah, once yeah. upon a time, but like like because like I've been playing. You know, as I said, I took control priest to legend and I played a bunch of, of Cabal Acolyte in that deck, which is kind of kind of similar, right? It's a four-mana, decently statted minion with a spell burst. But I would trigger that mm. a lot on four with Lazulski, right? And then that mm. would do the thing on turn four. I don't know that you're going to be able to get this to get pulled off, you know, consistently enough for it to matter. I think it's a two. Um, it's probably better in Arena just because the stats are decent. 
And again, you yeah. don't care about as much about the text. It's a, it's a four mana three five beast that maybe kills mm-hmm. an enemy minion sometimes, and that that's good enough to be a three. Yeah, I think three is yeah. right. Next one is everyone's favorite card from this set. Well, many people's. Uh, three mana, one, two beast called Bloated Python. It reads Death Rattle, summon a four, four hapless handler. This card alone has helped me recognize just how powerful a four, four is. Because, yeah. uh, well, actually, I guess it was this one and the disciplinarian uh, card, the priest warlock oh, yeah, yeah. card. Yeah, that I, I've just recognized like four, fours are just good. It, it just sounds really good. And, I mean, obviously, if this were a three mana 4-4 four, four instead, that would be something else. But playing a 1-2 minion on turn three is so, so slow. And, like, this is not going to make Death Rattle Hunter a thing right now, even though there are some people who want it. This curve's great. Machnathal Lion's a, a four mana card, right? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. So if you are able to play this on three and Machnathal on four, that's fantastic. But... You're probably not going to because your opponent knows, hey, if I don't take care of this thing, uh, we're in trouble. The The biggest upside is how it curves with pack tactics, probably, because that can give you a 3-3 three, three yep. bloated python on top of this. So I'm, I'm kind of split because like, I, I think that right now it doesn't really have a place, but there's even some potential in some of the cards we're seeing that uh, that this can get you some really good value. Yeah, and I mean like... Um, whatchamacallit, uh, which, which egg, you know, why, why am I blanking on the egg in, in Warrior? Uh, Serpent Egg, uh, right? Is that Serpent Egg? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's his play, yeah. right? It's a 2 mana zero three. 3 that, that can't even attack mm-hmm. to be able to pop the Death Rattle. And you play that because you play Terran Gorfine, you play, uh, Bloodstorm Mercenary, you have ways to copy and get more of them, you have ways to just, like, and, and even if not, like, I mean, 3 is a lot more than 2, but even then, you're still, like, playing a thing that is, your opponent either needs to just ignore... And then you get to do things to it, or they have to kill it and then kill the 4-4 that comes out of it, right? So I think that in in that world, especially when you have nine lives, that's, I mean, you don't have enough tools to make a Death Rattle Hunter yet, but you're getting there. You have nine lives, mm-hmm. you have Vectus, um, you have, you, you, there are probably a few other things that I'm not thinking of. And even in just like Quest Hunter, this is fine, right? Because again, in Quest Hunter, you want minions oh, and yeah. make minions. Oh, yeah. So this, even if you're playing a three mana one two like that, that deck starts out slow anyway, and so it's not mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world to play a three mana one two that's going to get you a four four, especially if you're triggering Vectus later on to give the that de- 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 death rattle. So I think in the right deck, it's fine. I think it's probably, um, it's it's probably just a three at this point, just because you're going to need a lot of support for it. But I think in those decks that really want it, then it's going to be it's going to end up getting some value, and it's going to be very annoying to deal with. If we still had play dead. This may be a different oh, story yeah, yeah. because, yeah. you know, for one mana to get a 4-4 on top of this and then get the 4-4 after it is pretty crazy. So, yeah, I, it's one to keep an eye on, but I think 3 is just about yeah. right. I mean, actually, in, it's worth saying in, that it's probably better in Druid than in Hunter right now because Druid has true, multiple cards that give, that give you 3 mana beasts. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's a little bit better in Hunter than, than Druid than in Hunter. But, yeah, I think it's a 3. In Arena, it's probably also a 3. It's it's. You know, yeah. it's fine. It's going to be a little bit harder to pull off the death rattle, but you can do it. I mean, you can just mm. trade it into something. It's not like it's a yeah, zero tech minion. It, it's a lot of stats on its own, yeah. even though it's even though it's slower. So, all right. So, overwhelm is a one mana hunter spell. Uh, deal two damage to a minion. Deal one more damage for each beast you control. So, um, if you're pl- again, if you're playing specifically quest hunter, then you can get this pretty high, right? Like you're either playing a beast hunter or a quest hunter. Quest Hunter runs things like Unleash the Hounds and Swarm of Locusts. 
So those both generate a lot of beasts on the board. So for seven mana, you can build a board, tick your quest up seven, and then do nine damage to something, which is, you know, is, is a thing. But I think there aren't enough beasts being run right now to justify playing this card in any other scenario. Like, you just don't... Again, you're running specific beasts to be able to draw them with Scavenger's Ingenuity most of the time. So unless you're doing something that relies on, like, either all beast synergy, like we used to have in the old, like, Dire Frenzy decks, or if you're doing a Quest Hunter, then this could be a part of it, but it's going to be a very specific deck that it, that it fits into. Yeah. I, I think about Wing Blast, which was a yeah. one-mana spell that dealt four damage if you had a minion that had died that turn. Mm-hmm. And this just feels clunkier than that. You know, Wing Blast saw some play in quite a, quite a few Hunter lists, I think, um, over time. And this just feels like a really hard niche one where it can it can help you in like decks like Quest Hunter where you're building a lot of beasts and stats. But those, those beasts and stats take care of the board. I don't know that you really need this one right. mana card to help you in that. So I, th- I think it's probably a two right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it is. I, may- maybe it gets better with time, but certainly not yet. So Yeah, and, and in Arena, I mean, it's still one mana deal too. So you'll yeah. probably take that. Like, you'll probably get some beasts along the way. I mean, you're, you're drafting hunter cards. Yeah, yeah. So you'll get some beasts along the way. Even if it's just, like, one mana deal two, you take arcane shots sometimes. Like, yeah, this doesn't go face. But it can get better than that, right? So it's probably... It's a stronger two. Yeah, it's, it's probably say. a two. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to be your first choice. But, you know, you'll yeah. take it. We got Carrion Studies. One mana spell. Discover a death rattle minion. Your next one costs one less. I I don't know about this. There are a lot of bad death rattle minions, aren't there? There are, but this also doesn't. You don't have to discount that one that you're that you're discovering. So you sure, so sure. it does let you go carry and studies on one into Zixor on two. Like that's or a, bloated python or on bloated two. python on two. Um, but I mean Zixor is two four remove a minion get Zixor on board. That's not irrelevant. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a crazy turn. Too. Which which yeah. and you could also give you another Zixor potentially. So. It's not going to happen that often. There are a fair number of death rattles. Um, is it worth putting that in a deck? I mean, in a death rattle deck, yes. I mean, if if you have death rattles that you absolutely want to get out on board, then yes. And Zixor kind of qualifies no matter what. Um, in a Highlander Hunter, you can probably find a slot for that. I mean, it's just going to give you another thing to do a little bit later, uh, you know, as long as you have the mm-hmm. room for it. I think otherwise you're going to need, like, a specifically a death rattle deck. In order to um, in order to get that to happen, and and we're just not there yet. But I think in that deck, it could eventually be powerful. Like I, I'm kind of surprised at how how much better the study cards are in general than I thought that they would be, with the exception maybe of the priest one. The priest one's kind mm-hmm. of underwhelmed me every time that I've gotten it off a of renew. Um, but yeah, if you have enough death rattles, um, you know, it's, sometimes you just kind of need something else to do, and you know, it could work. But I, I'm not. Again, I haven't played with it enough to really know how well it is in practice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's probably a two. Yeah. Because um, I- you make a good point that even if you're just playing it for the tempo for your next turn, that's probably worth it, actually. It's yeah. like a delayed innervate or something. Yeah. It's so, not great, but it, it does have a place. Yeah, and in spe- the specific um, deck that wants it, it's okay. I just don't know how how often we're going to have those decks. And and in yeah. in Arena, you probably just want to draft a minion. Like, yeah, it makes, there aren't enough death rattles that you're not specifically discounting this death rattle most of the time. You probably just want to draft a minion. Like, there, there are some of the studies cards where that's not the case, 
where either the pool mm-hmm. is so small that it's worth drafting it on its own or you're or like something like we'll talk about nature studies where you have which is just spells and you'll just be able to discount a spell which is right, more right. valuable but you're not you're unless you're drafting a lot of death rattle minions in your deck and sometimes you do and so this this would be draft dependent but then draft dependent cards are usually chosen as far as we're concerned for arena mm-hmm. yeah i think i think uh one in arena is right yeah. Um, and then Wolp, Wolpertinger, give me all these ones with the bad names. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Wolpertinger is a one mana one, one battle cry. Summon a copy of this. So, um, anytime you see a card that says summon a copy of this, I get a little scared just because I remember Saranite Chain Gang and the mm, kinds of bananas right. things that you could do. And even doubling imp was, was similar. Um, cause like, you know, doubling imp in that, in that zoo list a while back where you had soul infusion, you'd make it like a four, four and you get two, four, fours for three mana. Like that was a thing. And you do have things like scrap shot. You have, um, you have other things that can buff beasts in your hand plus scavengers ingenuity. If you, you probably never want to draw this with scavengers ingenuity, but if you do, it would get buffed like both copies. And you know, like it, this isn't spring paw because it doesn't have rush, but like, Having two bodies for one mana, like the alley, it's a, it's basically an alley cat that's a little bit better. It's a buffed alley cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that even playing this on turn one is perfectly fine. Yeah. Like I've I've seen some face hunter lists that are running this, and they are running scavengers ingenuity and stuff, yeah. and want to play a one mana th- two three threes. You know, yeah. Um, that that's crazy and obviously good, but even just on its own, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And I think I think we'll wear in a spot in a lot of lists. So. I think it's at least a four, honestly. Yeah, I not mean, a five. we played Alley Cat like in a lot of decks, right? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. it, it, before it was it, before it was the, uh, the the star of battlegrounds, right? Like we would just play <laughs> Alley Cat in constructed decks, and it was fine. And so yeah. I I think that this will find places, especially with all the things that we have to buff it, and the fact that it says summon a copy because Alley Cat was slightly worse because it said summon a one one cat. It was actually a different card, mm-hmm. and this is summoning a copy. Right. So anytime that you have buffs available, which we do. And um, we have multiple ways to buff minions in your hand. Then this is this is something that there are ways to abuse it. So I think it is a four, and it's just like a good early early minion. So and and in arena, it's still two two for I one. Think it's a four. Th- yeah, it's a four there also. Yeah. Like if you get a buff off of it, that's great. But even just on its own, yeah. like you don't really want it late in the game. But if you get this early in the game, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a one minute two two. I will play this every time on turn one. So yeah. I think it's a four there too. For all the same reasons. Okay, well, now we're crossing over into Druid and Hunter. And we'll start off with Shando Wildclaw. Three mana, three, three, choose one. Give beasts in your deck plus one, plus one, or transform into a copy of a friendly beast. This is one of the first dual class legendaries, if not the first, uh, that we saw. And uh, unfortunately, those tend to be the ones that don't get played. And I think that that's accurate so far. So, like, this is a weird um, amalgamation of Prince Keliseth and Prince Taldoram. If you were familiar with those back in whatever set, Knights of the Frozen Throne, they were in that one. Uh, So it's similar, and you get to choose which one you want to do. I see a lot more value in transforming into a copy of a friendly beast, especially when you've got Dino Tamer Bran for seven mana. So that makes uh, that makes that a 16 damage to the face turn. I like that a lot. Uh, I don't know who's building a beast deck in either Druid or Shaman. Or excuse me, Druid or Hunt. If you're if you're building a beast Shaman, let me know. Um, 
that that makes sense of the buffing mechanic here. So I honestly, that was my first take on this card, and today I still feel very much the same. Yeah, I mean, Druid doesn't really care about... Druid's only running a very small number of specific beasts right now for the card that we're about to talk about. And it doesn't really care about copying them because those are just the means to an end. Um, Hunter, I mean, I could see wanting a a second Zixor. Um, That's a thing you might want. Um, But again, you're not running enough beasts in your deck to justify the first part of it, usually. Unless, I mean, maybe Quest Hunter, but Quest Hunter... A lot of those beasts are generated, right? So, like, you would have to you you'd have to be like getting you know, like you said, a king crush, and then and then making a copy of it, and you have to have this in your hand and have the free mana to do it. And it's just like, yes, there are there are bananas things you can do. Yes, you can do sixteen damage from hand. How often is that going to happen? Because those are both legendaries, right. and you're you're in a Highlander deck to you begin get with, them both. Yep. right? So yep. like, you know, it's a matter of like, yes, it can do bananas things. How often are those going to happen? Right now, with the way that these decks are being built, not very, not very often. If we get more of a beast deck that has a lot of big, you know, big beasts that are really impactful, then yeah, I could see it. But or if you have some sort of an uh, some sort of a, a combo that needs a cheap copy of one of these beasts. Like if you had like a beast with a ma- with some ridiculous amount of spell damage, like not, I don't think they'd ever print another Maligos, but like something that's close to that. Right. <laughs> then, right. then maybe right. I could see it. So like there are, there are applications like three, three mana, a three mana faceless manipulator, even if it's limited ha- can have value, but I just, we just don't have like a really, a really strong use case for it right now with what we have. Seems like we're talking about a lot of cards today yep. that have potential, but it's just not right now. It could even be later on in this meta, for all we know. Yeah, but somebody um, could figure it out. But yeah, I think it's a three. I, 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 yeah, I think a three is right. Potentially some upside there. And in arena, it's a three mana three three. You're probably never going to get either of these effects to actually. Eh, you probably you'll probably draft a fair number of beasts in either class, so you probably can use that. I mean, you might. If you're in hunter you, for sure. You yeah. might you might get like you know a teacher's pet or something off and then be able to get a copy of it. Like you could find ways to get value of it. There are worse legendaries you could pick. You could get a Yasiel, yeah. Yis- whatever the one, that crappy one was. And Yasiel Windrunner. The nine yeah. mana five, five, mm-hmm. you know, you could get that. Yeah. So, so I'd, yeah. I'd take this in a heartbeat over that. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think threes across the board there. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about guardian animals. So this is one of the elephants. <laughs> because you have to. The elephants in the room. No, no pun intended. Uh, so guardian animals is a seven mana spell that says summon two beasts that cost five or less from your deck and give them rush. So in hunter, there are not a lot of, I mean, you can get Zixors out of your deck. Those already have Zixor out of your deck. It already has rush. Um, you know, you could get, you, you could get a diving Griffin again. It already has rush. Like a lot of the beasts that you're running for the most part are that are going to be cost five or less. There's not a whole lot of ways that you can break this in Druid. This is stupid. And the reason that this is and, stupid is we, uh, I mean, we got to kind of talk about all these cards together, right? Because this, this is the deck. So we, we should probably just kind of kill three birds with one stone. Cause we can't really talk about this without talking about both teacher's pet and twilight runner. Um, so like, sure. so like teacher's pet is a five mana four five, uh, druid and hunter card that says taunt death rattle summon a random three cost beast. And then twilight runner is a five mana druid beast. 5-4 that's that has stealth and whenever this attacks draw two cards so um you've got that and you what you do is you ramp the other thing that druid has as we know is ramp 
So this is not coming out on turn seven. This is coming out on turn four, where you're you're ramping into it and then you're playing this out. And what this does, because one of those is the Twilight Runner, then you you get to get immediate reload. So mm-hmm. you you summon those, you get reload, you you get into your other things. You're already ramped up, and then you just start getting more reload to be able to draw. So a lot of people are and and then this also works with Kalthos. Um, some of the effects are cutting Kalthos, some of them are running them, and then you, you have other things you can do to buff everything up, so it kind of just spirals out of control from there. Um, again, it's a seven mana card, so you can, you can not get ramp, and then you're kind of hosed, or, you know, if your opponent can answer the board, then you're obviously going to have some trouble later on, but it's extremely powerful in Druid because it ends up be, mainly because it ends up being kind of like Ultimate Infestation, right? Where you, you draw two cards, you play two five, five cost minions, and then you draw another, you draw two cards by summoning the beasts, and then you draw another two cards from rushing the, uh, the, the Twilight Runner into something. And you get two beasts on the board. Right? So, and you get to remove, so you get to do five damage to one or two things. Right? So like, this ends up being like ultimate infestation for that. It could be in Hunter too, but Hunter has a harder time ramping up to it. Right? Um, you know, so it's, it's like, it kind of is the the card that's driving the whole Druid deck right now. So it, it's basically a build around at this point for Druid. Yeah, if you haven't learned anything about recruit mechanics like this, uh, it, it's that there's a line where things are are so powerful that it's worth building your deck around it in order to make it happen. And the moment I saw this card, I thought this is clearly on the side of it being too powerful. Um, you know, we saw Call to Arms back in oh, yeah. uh, Cobalt's and Catacombs, uh, which out the gates was insanity. And I, we, we didn't, uh, I, if, if I remember correctly, I don't think we, uh, we judged it that way yet. I, I'm um, pretty sure that that but, was the first time that I said, I don't know how this is broken, but somebody's going to figure it out. Because I've, yes, I've used yes, that, I, I've I, used I, that line a few times, <laughs> and it saved me from looking like an idiot a few times in the course of yeah. the in course of these of these reviews. Because I did say that like this looks really powerful, but I don't know exactly what you're summoning, but somebody's going to figure it out. And the and the answer was just a bunch of stuff. Like that was just the answer. Yep. And yep. and this is a bunch of stuff is perfectly fine. And this this is a little bit more targeted, but we got enough five drops in. I mean, in fairness. A lot of those are available to Hunter. Like Teacher's Pet is available to Hunter. Um, there's the new one. We'll get into the commons, but there's one that that, that does damage to adjacent minions. That's like a four six mm-hmm. that's available to Hunter. Um, so there there are things that are available to Hunter too, but it just can't wrap into them, right? So yeah. it's like that. That's kind of the the thing that this is. It's not fair when it comes out on seven. It's powerful when it comes out on seven. When it comes out on four, it's really hard to beat. What about when it comes out on turn one? Well, yes, was that, that was like the first turn kill that somebody posted yesterday, right? That that is possible. Well, yeah. actually, no. The first turn kill was a wild deck that legitimately actually killed their opponent on the very first turn, um, and that was ramping into Barnes into Kalthos oh, and then playing a lot of zero. Yeah, oh, I just ate you can play Ultimate do Infestation for free. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's gross. So I think it's an easy five and constructed yeah. in its current place, um, and then in arena. Uh, you're probably not going to get value no. out of this. I I think it's a one there. Yeah, I think it's a one. I mean, you just you just don't very often. It's going to be draft dependent at best, and then you're generally not going to get enough. You're not going to get seven mana worth of stats out of this very often, just because of the way no. that you're going to draft an arena. Hardly yeah. ever, if at all. So so okay. Yeah. So teacher's pet. You already talked about it's 
good value. You could play it in either deck, and it's going to be fine. Um, I think it's a. I think it's like a four. Yeah. Probably. I think I, I underestimated it originally when I first looked at it, and probably because I was overwhelmed by the number of cards at that point. But it's like a five mana. Like like yeah. we like this is Shield of Galakrond, right? Like mm-hmm. Shield of Galakrond is a five mana four or five taunt that does a thing. This is a five mana mm-hmm. four or five that does a thing. The thing is summon a random three cost beast. We've already learned from um from exotic mount seller that three mount cost beasts in this meta are there's a lot of variants like sometimes you do get a um get a bunny but sometimes you also get a python or you get a king mukla or whatever and it's fine right or a zixor yeah or a zixor like i i had one game where like th- the first three teachers pets got all dropped or like first both teachers pets both dropped zixors i was not happy um yeah so you know so that's like it's just a good defensive tool when you're getting it out of guardian animals and it can rush into something and protect your face it's even better so yeah i think it's an easy four like it's not a build around but it's definitely part of that deck i think in arena it's a five i think it is because of all the value you're getting out of it like there's just there's not a scenario where i wouldn't choose this absolutely Okay, next up is Adorable Infestation. One mana spell. Give a minion plus one, plus one. Summon a 1-1 cub and add a cub to your hand. This is a lot of stats and value for one mana. Um, And for such a cute card, I'm very happy that there's a... uh, (laughs) Actually, the the worst part about this card is I don't think I pulled a golden one out of all my Oh, that's that's unacceptable. I'm, I may craft double golden of this um, because it's even seeing play in like Face Hunter. It's seeing play in uh, in Highlander lists as well. There's yeah. there's very little like the only downside would be if you have nothing on board, then you don't get one of the effects, but right. you still get a one one cub on the board, and it, it essentially becomes a um, uh, the card that you were talking. It about becomes earlier. an alley cat. Yeah. Um, in alley, or, or a spring well, paw. No, because a spring paw with no rush is what spring it is. Spring paw, yeah. yeah. It's it's like spring paw without rush, which, yeah, yeah, I don't know that I really want that. But there's plenty of times you're going to be able to get the have something on board that can get plus one, plus one. So that's super strong. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can use it in Token Druid, too. I've seen a fair amount of Token Druid lately that uses oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You could even... I don't think it's really run in Spell Druid, like the old school Spell Druid, where you're just trying to ramp into Mount Cellar and, and Savage Roar your opponent. But you could... Right? It's going to get you more minions on board. It gives you something to do early. Um, yeah, it's a pretty flexible card. It fits in a lot of different places, both in Hunter and Druid. So I think it's an easy four. And in Arena, too. Yeah. Like, in Arena, like, buff a minion, get a minion, uh, get another minion to play. Like, that's fine. That's good value. Like, you'll do that. Mm-hmm. Even You even take Alley Cat in there before. Excuse me. Right? So it's like, you mm-hmm. know, why why wouldn't you take this in Arena? So I think it's an easy four in Arena, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Forest Warden Omu is a Druid Legendary 6-mana 5-4 Spell Burst. Refresh your mana crystals. This is a card. (laughs) So, (laughs) what I was afraid of, which isn't really happening, is that this does... At first, it looks safer than something like Twig of the World Tree. Um, But anything that says refresh your mana crystals is generally not safe. (laughs) So, there is an OTK that you can do. I'll just put this out there so we can get it out of the way. There is an OTK that you can do where you play Omu, you play Germination, which is a spell from Outland that um, copies a minion and gives it taunt. So that gives you another Omu. The way that Spellburst works is it copies the minion. The Spellburst goes off on the original Omu, but it's still available for you on the copy. So then you you refresh your mana crystals. You have 10 mana crystals to work with. You play Maligos. You Moonfire. And, and then you have, that'll refresh your mana crystals again, and then you can use whatever burn you have left in your hand. 
Um, that's too slow for this matter right now, for the most part. You're generally run down by that point. But um, Ike had a had a a ramp druid that was just running this as a card. Like you could just play this, and then you know you play something like a nature studies or or any other cheap spell, refresh your mana crystals, and start over. And it was it was okay. Um, it's not you know it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. Like you could just run it in a deck that has a lot of ramp and can get to that early. Um, a couple things just to note: it will not it will not refresh locked mana crystals. Um, someone in my Discord found that out the hard way today when they tried to OTK and they had used the Lightning Bloom to refresh their mana oh, crystals, no. and all of a sudden they had eight mana and couldn't play the Malagos. Um, well, so they just to clarify, they had played it the turn prior. They played it that or it- turn. So it was, oh. I believe that they played it to refresh the mana crystals and those were still locked. Huh. Okay. So, but certainly if they played it the prior turn, it would have been, um, it, it they would have been locked as well. So I, and I found that out too, doing some science when I was playing this deck. Wow. Um, okay. so yeah, so do be aware that re- that locked mana crystals do not refresh. Um, that is important to know, but I mean, it's, I, I don't know if it's going to stay in just like the normal ramp druid, like Ike was running it, and it, it felt kind of medium there, but I think if Maligos druid is a thing, and it might it might still be in this meta because you can do it, we certainly have another another set's worth of cards to get through before Maligos hopefully gets Hall of Fame finally this time, because he's been dodging it like Edward's been dodging it, but... Uh, he, he really has, yeah. Um, but I, I think that this is, the, this is a build-around card in that deck specifically, and mm-hmm. it's powerful outside of that and deck it, even. It enables a win condition that's not unreasonable, even if even if the meta doesn't um, isn't ready for it right now. So I think it's a five. Yeah. And and in arena, in it's a, fine, right? Like yeah, the stats aren't awful. If you if you get the effect off and you can get this for free, that's a lot of tempo for you on your play. So I'd I'd say it's a four there, yeah. I'm, especially when other legendaries aren't good. It's not a nine mana five five. Decent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that that gives your opponent a buff too. Yeah. Um, let's talk survival of the fittest 10 mana spell give plus four plus four to all minions in your hand deck and battlefield oh wait i said this was 10 mana how about if it was zero mana how would you feel about it then i'd be upset because <laughs> <laughs> this is being played with kalethos it's being played in that guardian deck and i i don't know that this is the problem with that deck uh i haven't played against it or played it enough to really know I, can you can you okay. speak to that though? Steve? I, I think the the problem is just Kalthos and zero mana spells. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like like it, this is like the, this is like the the whip the 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 scapegoat of the moment, right? Because it's just it's really really powerful when it happens, and when when they do get to do this successfully, it real unless you have a deck that's specifically designed to beat it, high control priest. Um, it's not. <laughs> it, it's very very hard to deal with. Right? Like, Sh- mm-hmm. like, like, that's why I was winning with a deck that was hard running two copies of Shadow Word Ruin for this card, specifically. Yeah. Um, because, like, when everything gets plus four, plus four, first of all, it affects whatever's on the board immediately. And then it also affects everything else, too. And so it's, and it, it's not hard to get Kael'thas to play it. So I think this is not really the problem. Like, if Kael'thas wasn't a card, you would never see this. And it's even starting to fall out of some of the yeah. lists as Kael'thas starts mm-hmm. to fall out of the list. Because it's just like, you're never, you're never paying, ju- you're never paying 10 mana for this effect. Or if you are in, you are in that deck sometimes, but you're not happy about it, right? Um, but if you have a board, it's not actually a waste. 
because you're still buffing your whole board. Right, right. But you and have that, that that's the only reasonable time that I think you want want to play this card. It's almost like a third or fourth savage roar for your deck, but it's so pricey like you cannot you have to be ahead on the board. This could just be the thing to bridge the gap. Like, hey, I have a window here where I can just go face with everything and this is this is a ton of damage potentially, but it's later in the game, so I yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree on all fronts. I, I think it's probably around a three yeah. in my book. I, um, I think it's a like, three because it's only the only reason it is played right now is because Kael'thas exists in its current form. Like, if they ever right. change Kael'thas again, and, and if we're going to talk about nerfs, I think that Kael'thas may be the one card that they do need to address just because it's, it's like, been an issue in multiple scenarios in a way that mm-hmm. it just, like, it, it enables play patterns that I don't think we super want, right? Like, I don't think it's because right. the deck is too powerful. It's just, like, it's not really fun to play with or against, right? Well, because on, on turn three, you Lightning Bloom, Lightning Bloom, Kael'thas, Survival of the Fittest, and now you have an 8-11 right. on the board. And so I wouldn't be... I'll, I'll, I'll take a swing at this. I think that they could make a change that's like, uh, for every third spell you play while this is in play... Um, cost zero or something like that or it could be your your third spell this turn right like you could have it go off once a turn and and then that's or or even that he has to see you know your third spell while he's on board or something that's that's what i'm thinking i think that would make a lot of sense and still have some crazy stuff but just not insanity yeah that only priests can deal with yeah because i mean the problem is that it's that it's you know you're you're not this is not all you're doing that turn usually then you're right, then you're right. ramping and you're doing more things. You have lightning blue to give you more mana and and yada yada yada. But this is not the problem, right? Like this is this yeah. is the symptom. This is not the disease. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a I three, th- and I think it's probably a one in arena because if you're getting to this yeah, point, you already I, won. I don't think you take this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Twilight Runner. We talked about earlier. Five mana, five four stealth. Whenever this attacks, draws two cards. I I think you would play this even if you weren't playing guardian animals to be honest like this is just like this is nutty it's really like if you think about stranglethorn tiger that's a five mana five five that mm-hmm. that's got stealth and this is like one less health but then you draw two cards and two cards is a lot of cards um, when i think about mana saber yeah that's been seeing plenty of play and i like that ramp but i i feel like drawing two cards is just as good yeah. maybe better in some scenarios like i yeah i don't i don't see a deck that doesn't play this like other than maybe an aggressive or token druid list like anything that's just slamming this in the mid game is just crazy like because you're you're practically guaranteed to get at least one activation off and then that's fine it's it's more than worth its weight yeah i mean it's it's replaced itself and then some just you know i mean like that's what we used to play azure drake right like we used to play azure drake which is a five mana four if you don't remember because i'm gonna i'm gonna be the old man now but like, because yeah. <laughs> Azure Drake's been out of standard for years, but Azure Drake was a five mana four yeah. four with plus one spell damage, draw a card, and and you didn't care about the fact of plus one spell damage most of the time. You did sometimes, but it was just five mana four four, draw a card, and that was that was good enough. So this is good enough to see play as well, and and the fact that you can get it to attack and attack something in the process, and I mean the only deck that might not use it is like I mean a spell druid wouldn't, and but maybe a quest druid might consider leaving it out, but even a quest druid might just want it because it's just good. Right, I mean, you have better yeah, things that you can do at five mana, but you might just make room for it anyway. So I think it's an easy yeah, five. I, yeah, I think so too. And in arena, it's the same yeah. because this it's a pile of stats. It's card like it's everything all in one. Essentially, yeah. the stealth is great. 
I, yeah. Next up is partner assignment. One mana spell, add a random two cost and three cost beast to your hand. That sounds great for your curve, but it's a lot of random beasts that I don't know that I really want. Um, yeah, I mean, the three cost beasts, we know what those are, and those are generally pretty okay, though I don't really want to play a King Mukla from hand. I just want to get it summoned yeah. on board more often than not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and the two mana beasts are, they're, like, they're there. Like, I think that you might, again, in a spell druid, there might be a place for it, just because, like, you do sometimes need a couple of extra beasts to get on board. Like, you know, and and sometimes you have a, a you have some of those dry turns where you just need to put something on board to kind of distract your opponent while you build up for the next big swing. But there are probably better things that you can do. So yeah, it's probably a two. And and but in arena, it's probably a little bit. It's probably a little bit better because I mean, yeah, getting two yeah. minions for one card, even if they're random, it's, fine. it's probably okay. Yeah. It gives you something to do on one, and then it gives you a two a two into three guaranteed if you get that in your opening hand. It's not terrible. Yeah, drawing two cards for one is is pretty decent. I I put it as a three yeah. there. Um, nature studies is a one mana one mana spell. Discover a spell. Your next one costs one less. So the thing. Wait, you read that wrong. This is this is a zero mana spell. Well, that reads discover a spell. Well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> often zero. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the important thing is that the spell that costs one less does not have to be the one that you discovered. So right, that's right. where what makes this really powerful because you're just ramping into your next spell. So if you have an overgrowth, as long as you don't coin into the overgrowth, because don't do that, because if you coin after this, that uses no. it up. No, no, no. So don't do that. But if you play this on two into overgrowth, then you can overgrowth on three and then you can go, go about your business. Or you can play this on one into wild growth on two into, um, you know, effectively unnerf wild growth into overgrowth on, on turn three. So, yeah, you're playing this card, you're playing this card all the time. Getting another spell that can also find you more ramp is good. Um, yeah, you're playing this in every druid deck, basically. It's a five. This one fits in everything. Yeah, I think so. Uh, in an arena... In arena, I like it, too, because, you know, there are times where discovering something is going to be better than the other two bad options that you're given when you draft. I think it's probably like a solid three there. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it's fine. It gives you another spell. It if it might be better than the options you're being offered. If the other options mm-hmm. you're offered are not good, then it just gives you like you can find something, and then it's going to be a little bit cheaper. You're not paying for the you're not paying for the discovery. You're basically just paying the the regular yeah. cost of the spell, which is fine. Like we used to take Raven Idol sometimes. And it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I'm, again, this is the old man coming down. You know, back in my day, we had Raven Idol. <laughs> but <laughs> Speaking of back in my day, yeah. I remember when one mana one ones had to attack to put a copy of it into your hand. Oh, gosh. But, but Gibberling now is a one mana one one that has spell burst and reads summon a Gibberling. I thought this was a joke and was just, ah, this is silly. And then someone compared it to a one-mana Violet Teacher, and I said, wait a minute. Yeah. That plus the ramp that we've got with Lightning Bloom, um, with Power of the... or And then buffing the boards cheaply with Power of the Wild. Um, this is creating decks. And, you know, Druid didn't need a token-based deck because... They've had Token Druid for a long time. Treant Druid is its own thing, too. Now we've got Gibberling Druid that is all about making this thing happen. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that it's working really well yet, but, I mean, this is obviously 
the cornerstone of that deck is getting a nutty turn one. Yeah. Um, and I've I've even heard of skydiving instructor being run oh, gosh. to have a more consistent <laughs> ability to pull this out. Essentially, skydiving. So, is I don't know. Have you gotten to do any testing with this? I, I have not. I've lost to this deck several times. Oh no. Did it feel real bad? Um, oh, it felt terrible. I, I hate this Cause, card. Cause that's how I see this going down. Yeah, because like, because what I didn't realize when I was first reading the card is that the Gibberling is an exact copy, which means it also has a spell burst. So that, that's what, if you're not, exactly. if you haven't so seen you this, it, yeah. like this is, that's the important thing is that you summon a 1-1 copy, but then the 1-1 copy has the spell burst and the spell burst hasn't triggered yet. So as long as you keep chaining spells, it keeps making more Gibberlings. So I, I've, and then the cards that you're going to be running this deck are things like, Blessing of the Ancients, Power of the Wild, that are going to make more th- of these stupid things, and they're going to buff them. So it, you can, I've, I've gotten, I've lost to a full-on board of these things on like turn three, and then just got Savage. I lost to to double Savage Roar on turn four with Savage yeah, Roar, Lightning Bolt, Savage Roar with four minions. I thought it was safe. That's absurd. And I was unhappy after that game. I will, I will assure you that. So. I think that in a token strategy, this is very good, and I think it's going to be in each of those. So that, I think that makes it a four. Uh, it's a five. Yeah, it probably it, is it, a five. You're building. You're building around this deck, deck now, effectively. Itself. Yeah, you yeah. are. And in arena, mm-hmm. it's probably closer with three. Like you might get one or two out of these, yeah. but you're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. chain chain it like you are in constructed. You don't take a one mana one one, um, but if you get even one yeah. activation off of it, that's pretty good. So, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so Speaker Gidra is a Druid, we're moving into the Druid Shaman cards now, is a Druid Shaman Legendary, Rush Wind Fury, Spell Burst, Gain Attack and Health equal to the spell's cost. So, I've seen this floating in and out of the Druid deck. I, I like it, I think a lot more than a lot of people do, but it has been falling out. But, like, you have enough spells that cost a decent amount of mana, and three's not too hard to fit in. So, like, if you can do this, if you're doing this on turn 10 with Guardian Animals, right, then you're getting an 8, um, like an 8-11 Wind Fury Rush, and then you're getting... Pretty Dece. What? Pretty Dece. Yeah, and, and then you're getting the two the two minions on top of it. And you have enough other spells that, like, cost mana, that cost a decent amount of mana that you can get this. Even if you're just paying, like, three, right, and you're getting, like, a 4-7 Rush Wind Fury, it's not bad. The The problem is that... It just, like, it's hard to play it on curve, right? Because then it's just a 1-4. Like, maybe you're trading off a couple things. But if you're not activating the spell versus that turn, it's probably going to die. So this is a much later card. And Druid, in particular, really does not have problems with the later game. It has much more problem with the early game. And Shaman, once you start getting up to those mana costs, it has it has Walking Fountain, which is just better because it heals you. So it's like, yeah. you have to have, by the time that you have this and have enough mana to make it worth it, it's generally the, not the kind of thing that you need because those those decks tend to get much better as they get light, later into the game. Would you play a three mana two five with Russian Wind Fury? It's it wouldn't be three; it would be four, right? It would have to be four. It would be a four mana uh, two. Technically, five. yeah, it would be I a guess four, it would four mana. Four, that's that's would... the thing, right? Is that you have to add the mana of the spell? Like you are getting yeah, the spell. It would also do something on top of that, though. I, this is just a strong – it fits into so many shells, and I think the question is always going to be just is it good enough because it's strong in the right circumstances. Is it consistent enough? Um, yeah. 
And is it valuable enough? And I, I think most of the time the answer is going to be yes. Yeah. I, so I think it's a strong four in my book. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, in a quest druid, which we're not really seeing right now, like, you, like this is kind of the replacement for war druid Lodi to some extent. Like, not really. Sure, like, but Because, yeah. like, war druid Lodi, you would very rarely play it on three. Right? Like, you're usually mm-hmm. playing it later to, like, hard remove something. And, like, this isn't poisonous, yeah. but eight attack will remove a lot, or, like, seven attack will remove a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Like if you're playing this with a nourish or you're playing this with a with with a um a hidden oasis or something like that, and then you get to remove two things, like seven attack will remove a lot of minions. So in that kind of a deck, yeah. like we're not seeing it a lot right now, but it could go in and out, and I think depending on the spells that you're playing, I think it could be it could be a pretty good removal tool. So yeah, I think it's probably a four. And in in arena it's gonna be very dependent on your draft, just depending on like what spells yeah. you have. But even then, like sometimes we would draft what was it? Um what was the one for Wind Fury mech? Flying Machine? Flying Machine. Yeah, yep. so like sometimes you draft that and this has rush. So that's it's just better than that, mm-hmm. right? So it that that's okay. Like that's that's something you would draft. It's a three. Yeah. Like it'll remove a couple little things by itself, and then if you have any spell, it'll be it'll be better than that. Yeah. Cool. Next up is Runic Carving, six mana spell. Choose one summon four two two treant totems or overload two. To summon them with rush. This is cool. I love this totem treant uh, yeah. hybrid that we'll see in a, I think one other card. Um, or no, this is it actually. Uh, but like this fits so much of what both classes would like to do between token druid or treant druid and uh, totem shaman. Just creating a lot of stuff on the board feels really good and. I, Tree and Druid is probably the thing I've spent more time with um, over the past couple expansions. And the more I thought about this card, the more I liked it. Because it's like six mana slot actually doesn't have great tools for um, for creating your board. you got Force of Nature on five. You've got uh, Whispering, or not Whispering, uh, Force State on eight. Um, but this being on six is a nice little in-between and just having the upside of being able to to rush them, like if I need to throw them into something, this combo's great with Soul of the Forest if you're on turn 10 and then you've got a board left over. So I think there's a lot. It, it's not yeah. – it, it's pretty It's pretty high in its cost, but it fits the curve well. And I think it's, I think it's going to find a spot in those decks, even if it's not like the thing that ties those six together necessarily. Yeah, like I said, Totem – I mean, uh, Treant, Treant Token Druid is a thing. And it does, it does kind of fit that, that kind of no man's land between five and eight. Um, Totem Shaman is a thing. You're already running Totemic Search and Totemic Might. So, which are both zero. So that fits in pretty well with this. And then, you know, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. mind the overload because a lot of the rest of the, rather the rest of the deck is so cheap aside from the Bloodlust. So it's, it's good remove, it's good proactive removal in both of those decks too when you need it. Like, you're not always going to play with Overload, mm-hmm. but when you do need to just get some stuff out of the way, like, being able to do eight damage across four bodies is, is not a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, I think this, in, in those decks that want it, this is a solid four. Like, I don't think this is the reason you're playing the deck, but you're gonna, yeah. you're definitely gonna find a spot for it. And, and I mean, in Arena. Really good support. In Arena, you're getting eight, eight, eight for six, you know, across four bodies. Like, that's fine. Even if you're, I mean, good, if you yeah. need to use it, if it, it's a removal spell, if you need it, but even if not, it's just a bunch of bodies for six mana. And that's, the, I, I don't see why you wouldn't want that. It's a strong four. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't draft Force of Nature. It's nice that you got a little bit more flexibility. Potent, like, this is, like, Flame, this is an expensive Flame Lance, essentially, if you yeah. end up, um, if you end up rushing into something. But I, I could see taking it enough to say that it's a four. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it, it's 
go, you're, I mean, sometimes you'll do like a halfway thing, right? To, right? Because like, you don't necessarily yeah. have to use all of them to attack. So maybe you're going to do four damage to a minion. You'll have two, two, twos left over. Like, that's fine. We would, we would play a four for six mana. We play a four, four that did four damage to a minion. Like, you'd, you'd, you'd pay, you'd pay six mana for that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Um, so groundskeeper is a, uh, four mana, four, five taunt. Uh, that with a battle cry, if you're holding a spell that costs five or more, restore five health. Um, so Steel Beetle is a card that we play already. Um, that is similar, but it gives you armor instead of health. That is relevant if you're at 30. Um, mm-hmm. but generally by turn four, if you're playing, especially I'm thinking, I, I keep thinking of this in quest druid terms because I keep thinking of like, what does that deck need? And you're not all you want it to happen. Yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't mind. Um, and, and I think like, this is the kind of thing, it's all, you're always going to be holding a spell that costs five or more, almost always, because you have Nourish, you have Hidden Oasis, um, yeah, you yeah. have, you have Starfall, you have, you have a bunch of stuff in there that you're going to run. Um, so that's part of it. And then you also, um, like, a four mana four five is, is a pretty big taunt. Like, you don't want to play this on turn four if you haven't completed the quest, but you can also just play this right after you complete the quest. And like, you have that, sometimes that awkward turn where you haven't, you've completed the quest, but you haven't nourished. Um, so you kind of just need to get to the nourish, and this is a good way to do that. It kind of heals you, blocks some damage. Um, I've seen it more in Shaman than in Druid. Like, Druid, like, the, the current Druid decks don't need this. Like, yeah. the, you know, this this is small potatoes for a, for a deck that's running Survival of the Fittest in Kael'thas. But um, I've yeah, seen... I was going yeah. to say, like, in a Control Shaman show, yeah. where you're, where you're, you're running, like, Tidal Wave or... Um, what are some uh, other Hagathis scheme, uh, earthquake Hagathis scheme? Yeah. Yeah. Like those, yeah, so yeah that's there, fine. There are plenty of options. I think this is good for that. I control shaman is not really going to be a thing. So I, yeah, Highlander, Shaman, card, Highlander Shaman kind of is though. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and yeah, quest shaman, quest shaman is also potentially a thing, right? Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. kind of spells you're running. In. And it's battle cry. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what spells you're running in a quest shaman, but like, if you are, then this is something that you could get, it could heal you for 10 for six mana, which is not irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny to me that a card that is so well statted is still it, it's good. It's just not like insane. <laughs> yeah. Even though compared to Chilwin Yeti, it really is. So I th- I think it's a good. It's a four. Yeah, I think so too. I think a four, maybe the four. perfect example of a four to me. Yeah, four sounds reasonable. Yeah. In arena, it's probably a five because the stats are insane, and if you get the battle cry, great. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times you won't. Even if you don't, like a four mana four five taunt is fine. You'll you'll take that a lot. You need a you need a card in arena that can stand on its own and this by definition does yep. so. Oh boy, and lightning bloom. Zero mana spell, gain two mana crystals this turn only, overload two. Wait, I read that wrong. It just reads gain two mana crystals this turn only, because that's all you care about. <laughs> and this is pre-nerf innervate. I the overload does knock you down. Um, but like the example we gave before with Kael'thas, you just don't care because you're so far ahead yeah. b- based off what you've done. Uh, this with the Gibber deck, it allows it allows you to go Gibber, Coin, um, Adorable Infestation, Lightning Bloom, Power of the Wild, yeah. and that's turn one. I I'm honestly I'm a little bit lost on this card. I was doing work on HS Replay and and got an article up last night. One in four decks right now on the standard ladder are running this card. Out of all of the classes, yeah. one in four. That because it is so insane. Um, I am I wrong to feel no. 
I'm this and this strongly they, about they this. They nerfed Innervate, right? Like they nerfed Innervate to yeah. stop doing this. And and I don't think you care. Generally, even if you have even if Innervate originally had Overload 2, I don't think you would care. Because a lot of the times, right. like you weren't right. necessarily interested in what you were going to do the next turn. It was basically getting that turn to go off. And then if you get that turn mm-hmm. to go off, you're so far ahead that you can afford to take to take a breather the next turn. Because you've, you've basically skipped two turns effectively. Like, and, and mm-hmm. in the, in cases of like, I, I just said earlier with Gibberling, I got Savage Road on turn four. Well, Lightning Blue was part of that. Overload doesn't matter if your opponent's dead. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's an extremely good card. I'm very surprised that they printed it. Um, but it's like Druid already has a lot of ramp in general. And like a lot of expensive cards that they wanted, that they want to cheat out. And like, that's why they nerfed Innervate and they nerfed Wild Growth in the first place. Like, I still remember the days of like turn one Vicious Fledgling. Like, that was one of the reasons. Oh, that's right. That was one of the reasons that they nerfed Innervate in the first place. Like, we don't have that right now, but we could. And I mean, again, Mm -hmm. that deck, that kind of a deck is going to be so low to the ground anyway. That who cares if you're overloaded? You'll take a turn off because you got you got that huge power spike and you got ahead of it. So yeah, I, I don't like again. Does it need a nerf? I don't know. I don't. I don't know that we're there yet. But it's a concerning card. It's a card that I I think they're going to keep need to keep an eye on. But I don't know how you nerf it, right? Because like yeah, yeah, you can't make it one mana. Yeah, um, you can't you can't take away gain like do gain one mana crystal overload one. I guess you could do you that. You could crank up the overload, but um, who cares, right? Like it's 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 yeah, it, that's not the problem. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what you do with it, but it's it's a very good card that's enabling a lot of what Druid's going to do. Um, Shaman, it's not as relevant, but it still could be. But I mean, Shaman, you can see, but just based on the representation representation of Druid versus Shaman, like Druid already had things it could do with that extra mana and and mm-hmm. you know Kalefoss is always a concern right like that's an, another zero mana spell that you're giving to druid even if it did nothing it's still so many zero mana spells that druid has access to with Kalefoss that that's an issue in and of itself right so I, I think this is a five for right now I, I'm going to be surprised if something isn't done but i don't know if it's going to be this card or something else i think eventually we're going to get to the point where this is and not because that deck is powerful because i think this is design limiting in a way Mm -hmm. right like yes like absolutely 100 like that's the reason that i say that this may get a nerf just because this is very design limiting like anytime that you're putting an like you look at guardian at at survival the fittest right like 10 mana should Mm -hmm. make that card unplayable Right. But it's not because we have things like this and that either that are letting it play. Um, if we let it play, um, that on eight, it's one thing, but you're also enabling things like Kalethos. So by being a zero mana car and then giving you two mana to use afterwards too. And it's like there, it's enough things that it's, it's limiting their design space and the kinds of things they can build because they can't make an absurdly powerful card limited by mana cost because they've created so much ramp in the, in the class. So what else are they going to do? So that that's kind of where I where I am with it. But it's their problem to figure yep. out. But it's definitely a five. And in arena, you don't you do don't this. you don't want this um, in arena. No, it's probably it's probably a yep. one. There are some circumstances you will, but very rarely. Yep. So we'll move on to the uh, just the the shaman only card. So we have instructor. Fo- uh, what? Just so you know, just so you know, as a as a as a uh, check in, we're about halfway through the episode right now. So. 
And I think we're about halfway through the cards. We might be a little. Um, yeah, we got. I mean, we don't. We have shaman, mage, and rogue, rogue warrior. No, we did. We did warrior, didn't we? Yeah, we started with warrior. We talked about. Um, we just have to do the rogue. Oh warrior yeah, cards. yeah, yeah. The rogue warrior. Yeah, yep. but okay. we started with That's warrior, it. so we okay. can. We don't. We don't have to do warrior. So we're 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 doing okay. Right on. Um, Instructor Fireheart is a three mana three three shaman legendary battle cry. Discover a spell that costs one or more. If you play it this turn, repeat this effect. So I, I did the math, so you don't have to. Um, it's around <laughs> a 30% chance to discover a one-cost spell each time. So depending on how much you how much you do, you can kind of ramp this up uh, quite a bit. Um, you can get a lot of value out of this. I, I've And I've seen this in a quest shaman that um, new host of, Co- of... New co-host of Coin Concede, Edelweiss, put together... Um, where you can, if you have the quest, you can do this twice, right? And then, so yeah. you just, and the way that works, by the way, because it was not clear to me when I did it the first time, and I probably misplayed because of it, is it, um, you discover both spells, and then after that, they both kind of, they kind of glow when you play it, um, to show you that that's one of the ones you discovered. So if you play that, then you get to discover another one right after it, but you discover the two cards immediately. Um, so, you can get a fair amount of value about this, because you've got a decent chance of hitting a one or two cost spell, it's just, you know, what are you doing with that? I, I don't know. I, I haven't, like, I, you can get a lot of value, but, like, what are you doing with all that value? And you need to use it immediately in order to in yeah. order to capitalize on it. It's a better statted Volpera Scoundrel with an upside, um, which, as I've thought about it that way, makes it hard for me to include in lists. Um, because I, I I was theorycrafting some, like, Mali Shaman and I think a, another different kind of Shaman list. And I originally had this in because it's like, oh, a new card, cool card, pretty good overall. But the problem is it just doesn't like do anything that breaks the game for you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and generally that's how you win the game is by breaking it. So it's a, it's a fine card. It's decent value. Um, it may find a spot. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably like a strong three. Yeah, I think so. I don't know that yeah. I would go higher than that. And, and in Arena too, uh, it's fine. And in a, I would say it's probably a four in yeah. arena because, like, being able to chain off and get a lot like top decking this is great in the late game. Depending on what you might be able to do, you're not guaranteed an insane turn, but you could. Yeah, I think it's a four. There. Yeah, that's fine. I could go up to a four. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were have more to that sentence. That's why I was. <laughs> I, 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 I was. Th- I was thinking honestly, but uh, I'll tell you a card I don't have to think about at all, Steve. And that's my boy, Totem Goliath. If you say the words Windshear or Stormcaller, I swear to God I'm walking off this podcast right now. <laughs> Finally, it's a thing. I might go to Wild just to play that deck. Um, five mana, four, five Totem, Death Rattle Summon, all four basic Totems, Overload 2. Boy, is this expensive. Like, seven mana for this big boy is, it's pretty nutty. Now, for Totem Shaman that already wants Totems, wants a wide board, and can Totemic Reflection this thing, there are some pretty absurd scenarios that you can put your opponent up against a wall. Um, unless they're able to, like, sap this, or... I'm trying to think of, like, what the... Uh, like, uh, oh, oh, Plague of Death, I've got about a million um, different answers for that in that Control Priest, I'll assure, I assure you. There's there's wave of apathy, I, yeah. cabal acolyte. There's Lazul scheme and cabal shadow priest. There's plague attack. There's silence. There's I guess like yeah, there's a lot. This thing is a big deal too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Outside of Steve's baby, though, I mean, this is it's a wrecking ball that's not moving yet. And 
I, I guess that's the best analogy I can come up with. Like it is still a lot of power, but you have to get it swinging in order for it to really do something. So I, I've, I've, I've talked myself down probably like two or three because I think it still has a lot of strong implications, but it's, it's so slow that it's not, um, I don't know. It's probably going to whiff just as much as it wins you the game, essentially. Yeah, I'm just looking to see, because I know that there are totem shamans that have been flying around the last couple days, and I'm just looking at them to see if any of them were running them, and I'm not seeing... Are they? No, looks like not. Interesting. Because, like, you're Mm. so... I mean, because you also have, I mean, you know, in fairness to you and your Windshield Stormcaller aspirations, like, you do have things like like Splitting Axe and Vecina... That are both that are both things too. In addition to totemic reflection, you've got totemic mind, totemic surge. Um, it's just that it's very it's very slow, right? Like it's five mana. You you kind of want your opponent to be dead by then, right? Like this is it's just very slow in or in order to get on board. And then the overload too is a lot of overload. Like overload two, like it's hard to like the difference between overload one and overload two is is like exponential. As far as like what yeah. it locks you out of the next turn. I mean, unless you're lightning bloom you're... and it's like a bananas effect to begin with, like sure. overload two is almost always enough to make a card not played. Um, there are very but few if exceptions. You're, if you're playing this in an aggressive deck, you don't care as much about that overload, especially when your opponent says, I either have to deal with this or I have to deal with the board that it leaves behind, which both are not great scenarios. So. Yeah, but I mean, the the board that it leaves behind is actually less th- is actually more threatening than this. So you can just ignore it. And then things like totemic reflection, totemic might, totemic search are all like less valuable on this than they are on that board, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Because th- those want to hit a whole board, and you can just like, okay, well, I just won't then. And then you can totemic reflection this, but then. Okay, well that's one that's one like six seven or I forget how much totemic reflection gives you, but or uh plus two plus two plus, two, plus. so is it, so it is a six seven, but it's like it's one six seven, yeah. right? As opposed to a board that can bloodlust you, so like your opponent could just like ignore this and deal with the rest of your board, and then it's fine, right? So like I think that's why it's not really seeing a lot of play. It's just very slow, and like you you really want your opponent to be dead because like you're not playing this just by itself. You're playing this with several other cards to make it a little bit more threatening. I might be speaking from my heart rather than my mind, but I'm going to be stubborn with a three. That's fine. We can we can go to a three, but okay. I'm not going higher than a three. I'll I'll let you decide what arena looks like because I'm pretty split, honestly. I, like it's it's a lot of stuff, but you have to be able to take advantage of those totems, so it's kind of weird. Are, I don't know. Are you spl- are you split like an axe? I'm oh, sorry. Do I have a split? Probably axe? not. Not an arena. <laughs> <laughs> like again, overload two is a lot, especially in arena. Like a four yeah. mana four, a five mana four five that doesn't actually do anything. And then like, what are you doing with the totems? Right? Like yeah, I would you take get Earth a, Elemental over this. I think. Yeah, like you, you, yeah, arena. like like Earth Elemental is like way better than this. And like, yeah, you get a taunt yeah. to drop out of out of it, but everything else is just kind of like okay. Well, you get a spell damage totem, you get a one one. Like if you're not playing totem support cards, like what are you doing with that? You're not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I think it's probably it may two. actually hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah. Two's the highest I'm going yep. on it for sure there. Um, diligent note takers are two mana, two, three minion spell burst, return the spell to your hand. Like this is just good, right? Like it's, it's not broken, but like you play this on two and then either it draws fire, which you want a two drop to do, or you play it with a spell and then you get another copy of the spell. If you're playing a burn deck and you need to use a lightning bolt to kill something, you pay three mana, you get the lightning bolt back in your hand. 
So you play Lightning Bloom with this, yeah. you get another one, and you play that, and then and then you do nothing. You got this do nothing for free, for like the rest and you've got two mana extra. <laughs> yeah, I, you probably. Well, at least your next turn, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm seeing this in a lot of aggressive lists. Um, I, I was surprised to actually see some aggro overload shaman. There's been quite a bit, like Orange posted a list and a few others. And this is in all those lists because it's just like you want another, um, you want another lightning bolt, you want another even rockbiter weapon or or something like that, you know. So, um, yeah, it's it's like a four, I would say. Yeah, like it's it's a solid minion. It's going to see a lot of play, and yeah. um, but it doesn't doesn't I don't know. I, I guess just the extra value you get out of having another spell. Yeah. More than more than makes up for this. Yeah, I don't so. think. I, I mean, it doesn't. It, it it supports almost any deck that runs spells, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of decks, yeah. like you just want another copy of a lot of those spells. A lot of the time, it's fine. Yeah. In in arena, it's a three. Yeah. If, if you get something out of it, great. But even if it's just two mana, two three, it's it's okay. We draft two mana, two threes. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is molten blast, three mana spell, deal two damage, summon that many one one elementals. So if you have spell damage and you deal three damage, you will summon three one one elementals, and so on and so forth. Uh, that's cool, but this doesn't feel like something that's actually going to help me win. I mean, Implosion was good, and this is basically a take on that card. Um, generating a board is fine, but like these one ones need some help, and outside of Bloodlust, I don't know what Shaman wants to do with them. Yeah, it's a three-mana spell that goes face that doesn't overload you. Like, that's... Oh, it does go face. That's yeah, true. That, that's the only thing I care about on that. It goes face. It doesn't overload you. Like, like, um, like if if you're in a deck that doesn't want overload, like some of the the aggressive decks do because you have Vecina and stuff like that. But if you're if you're playing a burn deck and you don't want overload, um, this doesn't overload you. And you know, three mana for two damage, it goes face. Especially if you're playing a bunch of spell damage, like it's fine. Like board space could be an issue with the elementals, but th- those will be easy enough to kill off. I think it's fine. It's a th- I just it's a three. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with the three yeah. on it. In arena, it's probably um, a little better a, because you know yeah. you're dealing damage and yeah. you're some and you're getting a board, so you know you probably want that. It's a four there. Yeah, cool. Tidal wave is an eight mana spell. Life steal deal three damage to all minions. So this is a card that I've gone back and forth on a lot, and it because the question that comes up with this with this card every time is when is this better than Walking Fountain? Now, one answer will be in April. when <laughs> You can't play Walking Fountain. That is a, <laughs> that is a valid answer. Yet. But uh, beyond that, right, like when is this going to be better than Walking Fountain? Because Walking Fountain is generally going to heal you for eight and is going to remove two minions. So this has to do more than that, right? And it leaves a body behind to be able to do that again, usually. So... Like, Tidal Wave has to do more than that. And I think that um, even if you're going really all in on spell damage, it's going to be hard to get that to happen. Um, you would need to have something that's going to be discounting spells or, um, you know, like, even with a lot of spell damage, you need, there needs to be enough of a board. And, and this is going to hit hurt all of your minions, too. So, like, I, I mean, and I'm, again, we're going back to some very old comparisons. I still remember... Playing Halazeel the Ascended, which dang yeah, which was a, a minion that that healed you for all the damage your spells did, and Elemental Destruction, which was a three mana spell with Overload five. If we want to talk about a lot of Overload, that did four to five, <laughs> four or five damage to every minion on board. So it would generally heal you for close to thirty. And then we had we had things that would unlock your mana crystals back then too. 
Um, this doesn't overload you, but eight is just a lot. It's, it's a, it's a whole lot and it's not giving you a body on the back end of it. Yeah. I, I would say that this is probably more fair walking fountain because walk, walking fountain in retrospect is such a solid card in so many ways. Um, and it's not dependent on your opponent having a large board. This is a great comeback mechanic in the right situation, but you just don't know if that's what you're going to be playing up against. So I think it's it's probably a two for yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it sees play in the right meta, but um, just on its own, it's clunky. It's awkward. It's a cool card. I did get a golden golden oh. animation on this. Is very I, I can imagine. Um, in arena, it's an AOE. Yeah. So it's at least a three. We, uh, it's pretty pricey. Life steals probably nice. We draft flame uh, yeah, strikes, and flame strikes one of the best yeah. cards in arena when you draft it, right? Like this is it's yeah. not as good as flame strike because it's gonna. It's going to hurt your board, but it's also like mm. we take Hellfires. I mean, Hellfires four. This is going to yeah. be worse, but oh, it's going to yeah. heal you instead of hurt you. So you yeah. probably just take it's that. Fine. It's th- it's a three. It's going to be expensive, but it'll probably be worth yeah. it when you play it. Finally, for Shaman, we have Rune Dagger, a two mana one three weapon. After your hero attacks, gain spell damage plus one this turn. Boy, I was not high on this card, and then I started listening to other reviews, and everyone was high on this card. It seemed. Um, a two mana one three weapon is like not a lot to write home about, but I think what's nice is that as long as your opponent isn't running weapon removal, you have very consistent spell damage uh, that that yeah. shaman can utilize. And you know, dealing one damage to something on the board is nice to have. Um, but the bigger thing is that you don't have to worry that your understated spell damage minions, which is typically what they are, are going to survive for your next turn. This means the next three turns, I'm going to have at least one spell damage. I can activate, you know, a spellbook binder or sorcerer substitute or something like that. So it, it just makes things more um, more reliable, I guess. So it's a, it's a pretty good card yeah. overall. It's not gonna it's not gonna break the game, but it is gonna help you tinker around with spell damage. Yeah, games. I mean, I've played against a deck that was using this to activate that um, the, the the three mana like five six or whatever that can't attack unless you have spell damage. Oh, Arcane Watcher, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, that's a thing. I mean, it's just the spell damage normally costs you two mana or and or a card. Um, I mean, in, in Shaman, you do have access to spell damage, but this gives you access to spell damage effectively for free on the turn after you play it. Or two turns after you play it, really. Um, so I think that when you need spell damage in any sort of a burn deck... Um, even in a control deck where you're using, you know, damage-based spells to remove things. I mean, like, it could make Tidal Wave better. I don't think it makes Tidal Wave better enough to change that score. But I think that, you know, in that kind of scenario, it does improve a lot of those things. So it's probably a good solid three. Like, I, I don't know if it's... it's pr- Maybe it's a four, even. Like, I've seen it enough that I, it's probably a four, now that I think about it. I would say that the archetype's not there. So it's close, that probably though. tells me that this isn't... yeah. My gut says it's a three, probably. I could go up to a four if you felt strong. I feel like if you're building a spell damage deck, you're building around this, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's probably, that probably makes it a four. In arena, it's a weapon. Arena. Sometimes spell damage matters. You draft um, Light's Justice sometimes, and you're fine with it. Um, yep. So this this would mm-hmm. be just the same thing. I think that's a four. I think it's a three. Eh, okay. I, th- I think it's a okay, three. Okay, we can go to a three. Like, because you're not excited about Light's yeah, Justice. Fair. You'll take it. Yeah, you'll but, take it. And this is a little bit worse, excited. Yeah. probably. Um, okay, so the now we're moving on to Druid, not Druid, Shaman and Mage card. So Raz, Frost Whisper, Raz, Frost Whisper, 5 mana, 3, 6 minion, legendary minion at the end of your turn, deal 1 damage to all enemies improved by spell damage. So we just talked about 
Um, we just talked about a weapon that gives you spell damage. That's a that's a minion that isn't going to get well. It's enemies, so it wouldn't get killed by this anyway. But it it improves something like a Raz Frost Whisper. Um, I dra- I actually crafted this for a deck day one because it felt like something I should probably have. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm only missing like five legendaries and no epics from what I opened on day one anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. Like, Dang. yeah, I'm, I did, I did okay. Um, but I, I, and it fell out of the list. And I haven't used it since. And, and it just like, when I've played it, it's felt very underwhelming. Like it's hard to, it, it, yeah, it's a persistent effect. It needs to hit, but at five mana, it's, you need something else to make that do more than tickle the board. And it's not <laughs> easy to get that to happen. Um, or you're doing yeah. that in like a lot of later, a lot of later turns, and then that damage probably isn't going to be enough. It seemed so powerful at first, but I've, I'm seeing the same thing that you are, that it's just falling out of a lot of lists. And I think it's because it's dependent on other stuff, either being on the board with it or, um, well, I, either that it's been played already going into this turn and it's still on the board or that you can combo it with something. And I think that if you're comboing it on like turn eight to deal two damage to all enemies that's just not quite enough you know your opponent's going to deal with this they probably can deal with this um i think unless you can do some insane burst with mizaki or something like that there's just no reason and the truth is mizaki like can go with a lot of other stuff it doesn't need like, this like card. mizaki's not coming out if mizaki's coming out one of you is going to be dead the next turn by the by the next <laughs> turn like yeah, that exactly. so this is not going to be a thing with mozaki it's going to be with yeah. like you know with with like primordial studies and and um you know you can you can get some things like you know you'll be playing an astromancer solarian you'll probably you might play a lab partner like like those types of things but yeah you're not you're not gonna like you're not using this to clear the board with mozaki that's not the use case for this card mm-hmm. i think it's a three yeah, it's, i'd say it's probably it's threes across yeah, the board, I, I think. think. So. Like, it's finally statted. It's not going to find a place right now. And It might be a little better in exactly. Arena. Just because, like, there's a lot. You like, one, so? one health across the board will do some damage. And in Shaman, you, you have a 25% right. chance yeah. to roll spell damage. So it could get yeah. a little better than that, even. So it's probably a four. I, I mean, it's it's something that's going to it's yeah. gonna have to be removed because it's just going to keep hitting the board. Like, if you think about, like, Despicable Dreadlord, right? Like... Despicable Dreadlord is a card you would draft as much as possible because doing that one damage across the board would would actually make a difference. Yeah. That's a good catch. I like it. Uh, Devolving Missiles is next. One mana epic spell. Shoot three missiles at random enemy minions that transform them into ones that cost one mana less. Uh, This card is way cool. And especially in the meta that we're in, yeah. I, f- I actually didn't have this in the mage deck I was playing, but I found it off of, I don't remember if it was Mana Cyclone or Magic Trick or what it was, but I had one and I was playing up against Liberum Paladin. Oh yeah, it's amazing. And they buffed one dumb minion into something insane. And I said, how about a one mana no? <laughs> um, and I, I, it's just strong. Like, you may not actually have enough room to put this in your deck, but you're going to find it because of all of those effects that can find you cheap spells. Um, so I, normally, if something wasn't strong enough to put in a list, I would say it's it's not that great. But this is one where I think there's an exception where it is strong and and it's very consistent to find. And it's so, making its way into lists um, now. At least the mage ones it is. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the mage yeah, ones are hard running sense. it. Um, at least one copy of it, just because, like, and, and again, it's, it's going to be very meta-dependent. Like, this is a meta where a lot of the meta revolves around making big, dumb things and buffing them up. Liberum Paladin's one, Druid's mm-hmm. another. 
Um, I mean, mm. there's enough rogue that you see Edwin occasionally. Um, yep. you know, like those sorts of, sorts of things, like totem, totem shaman's a thing where they're buffing up those, those minions. And, and you also see occasionally token druid. Um, like this is fantastic by, by about, the... against any of those. Cause anything that's, that's small with a small uh-huh. base mana cost that's getting big through other means, this is going to cut at the knees. And, yes, and, yes. and also if they, if there's one big single target, it does it three times because unlike arcane missiles, exactly. it can't go yep. face. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've seen that. I mean, anything that's like a four drop is going to get reduced to a one drop. And that's like, you may as well remove it. So, and, and especially when you have things like Librams that are coming back. Well, not anymore, friend. Now those Librams are gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. so you'll do whatever they you can to not let them keep getting Librams back into their deck and back to their hand. And, and this does that. So anything like that, de- like death rattles, um, you know, buffs, any Edwin, anything like that. They're all, it's all good against it. And the, I, it, I've really been most surprised by this card. Like, I was at the same place you are. Like, I didn't think you'd put it in a deck, but this is good enough to put into a deck now just because of the meta. I don't think you always will. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that this meta specifically demands some sort of devolve or silence or polymorph or something. And this is a cheap way to do it that doesn't get in the way of what especially Tempo Mage wants to do. Yeah. So I think that's a four. I, I think it's a it's a it's an incredibly strong tech card. I I want to put it as a five, but I think four no, it's, is yeah, more it's not a five. You're not building around then, it, but it's an incredibly strong tech card. And in even but in, in arena, it's probably a little bit less useful. I would say it's like a three. I mean, you can mess your opponent up still, yeah. and all it asks is that they have one minion that you want to deal something with. And I, I think if you're not getting a lot of removal and stuff, you'll absolutely take this. So yeah. I think three is just about right yeah. on that. And, and and on the opposite side of the spectrum, we have Trick Totem. <laughs> Trick Totem is this two mana zero three totem that says at the end of your turn, cast a random spell that costs three or less. And I do, do not want, no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> Am I going to make you mad like, if I say anything about this card? Go ahead. Whether it's good or bad. No, I'll just cl- I'll plug I, my ears. Go ahead. <laughs> it it curves nicely in a totemic reflection. Uh, it is more of a casino thing, but Totem Shaman doesn't have a two-mana totem to play. So I think it fits nicely into that. I mean, it's going to screw you What do you, you mean it doesn't sometimes. have a two-mana totem sh- to play? You have a hero power. You do. You do. <laughs> um Oh, you got evil yeah, totem. You have evil I'm sorry, totem ridiculous hat yeah. reminded yeah. me. Yeah, and that's that's obviously way better than that. So, um, I I don't know. I like the problem is this thing is just so unreliable. And I, Casino Mage is fun to play, but I think even in that deck, like this isn't going to do enough for you, and it can just kill itself. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Or it could know. cast Plague of Flames, is what it could do, and then just wipe out your whole board. That that's great. Good, good, good That's card. That's fun too, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's like, it, this is the thing with randomly generated things. Like, you look at this and, and, and one thing that you might be thinking to yourself, dear listener, it is, well, puzzle box is broken. So why wouldn't I want a little right. puzzle box that I could play onto? And, and the reason that this is not puzzle box is because what puzzle box is doing is casting 10 spells all at once. And so by casting 10 spells, you're increasing the odds that one or two of them which is really all you're looking for out of a puzzle box, is going to do the thing that you want it to do, which is probably clear the board or maybe draw you cards or give you a minion or something. Like, generally, like you want one of those things to happen. Like, Trick Totem 
is just going to do one spell, which could be very good or very bad. You don't have the rest of the spells in the box to kind of even it out. And sometimes, and if you can't, like, what's going to happen is that's going to keep happening. So there's going to be times when it's just going to draw you cards when you have a full hand, for example. And then you just can't stop that from happening. Like, if you think about, like, whenever you have Reno on board, like, Amazing Reno, like, sometimes that goes very well and sometimes that goes very poorly. But you don't necessarily want that to happen. It's also at the end of your turn, not the start, so you can't react to it. Right? So, like, Reno sometimes clears your board, but at least you can play another board. Right? Because it's happening Mm -hmm. at the start of your turn. Here, you could invest all your mana into a board and then have this Plague of Flames and wipe it all out and then pass the turn over your opponent. You know what you need to do to resolve that, Steve? What? You just need Trick Totem to stick for 10 turns. I'm so angry at you right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a one. Yeah. It's a one across the board. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the, the limited spell pool is a little bit better. and, And Ridiculous Hat is pointing out there's a lot of secrets in that pool, but... It's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, but, you know, it's like, why, why wouldn't you, like, there are better things you could be doing with a card slot in your deck, generally. And I don't think you want to roll the dice this early in the game either. I think it's yeah. a big thing, yeah. you know. You want to establish good minions and start winning, yeah. not hope that things work out. L- like, I'm as much a fan of Next- Yogg Take the Wheel as anybody, but I think this is a little bit early and a little <laughs> bit too low value, potentially, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Primordial Studies is next. One mana spell. Discover a spell damage minion. Your next one costs one less. We're about to talk about a one mana spell damage minion that is pretty decent. And so getting that off of this is insane. There are actually quite a few that are decent. Um, You can get the new neutral Azure Drake-like minion uh, that lets you discover a spell. Um, You can get... There's a lot of bad ones, too. Uh, you've got the dollar on mage. Yeah. You've got uh, the cobalt, but generally speaking, this gets you something that you because what you want is spell damage on the board. As long as you don't get the like the six mana, like the arc mage or something like that, those are going to be tough. But because you're discovering, you're probably going to be able to get a cheap thing, maybe even a free thing if it's a lab partner that helps you do what you want to do. By the way, this is a cheap spell that combos with the spell damage mages. The spell damage mage basically wants to generate a lot of spells from Mana Cyclone. Um, and so this can even be free with a Sorcerer's Apprentice on board. So there's just a lot of implications yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was in a lot of the Tempo Mages to start with. I think it's mostly been falling out, actually, in a lot of the ones that I've, that really? I've been okay. seeing. Um, a lot of them have been going a lot more towards Hunter Ace's list, which doesn't run it, which is just looking to um, to just basically cycle and draw as much as possible. And you don't really care about the rest of the spell damage because you're, you're using Mozaki. Mozaki's going to generate enough spell damage on its own. Um, I think you're seeing this more in Highlander lists because you're, you are 23% to get a, um, Astromancer Solarian and then be able to cast it for one mana less. So that, that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing that you're, that you're trying to do with it. And, and in a Highlander deck, you're just kind of looking for value in something you can do early. Um, yeah. so it, it's still a good card. Um, just don't do that in your no minion mage. Yeah, don't you do, don't, don't want well, Astromancer Solarian. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you don't want to do that in no minion mage for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's 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 perfectly it's a good card. Um, it it's gonna take a little figuring out like where it fits and where it doesn't, but it's still yeah. a um, it, it's still a very good card, and and I think it'll still see a lot of play. At least, even if it's in just in Highlander mage, I think it'll be good enough. Mm-hmm. 
It's a four yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and in arena, it's probably a two. Uh, it might be a little better I, than that. Some of those minions are pretty good. You're generally get you with discovery. You can probably narrow that down to be able to get something you want every time. Like if you like, is it worth um like a card depending on what else you're being offered, obviously. Like you would pass this up against yeah. a, a generically good, like a generally good other card. But if you've got kind of middling choices, like I would take a one mana, you know, roll roll a four sided die to get an Astromancer Solarian in Arena. Like yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Um. And and like even some of the other ones, like the the one with um with Spellburst give you two, give you a card, or, or maybe it's Battlecry give you a spell. I don't remember what it is, but that that's not bad either. So mm-hmm. I, I think you might go up to a three on this one just because like the okay. options are good enough, at least right now. You've talked me enough into yeah. it. All right, let's talk about combustion. Yeah. Um oh this one's you yeah. sorry. So combustion's a three mana epic spell for mage, deal four damage to a minion, any excess damaged uh any excess damages both neighbors. Um so basically if you do if you kill a one a one health minion then and it's in the in between two other minions it will do three damage to each of the other minions so I, this is pretty good um it's it's a little bit easier to play than um than rolling fireball it's not really great for the meta that we have right now because the meta that we have right now is not like the meta that we had a week ago it's a lot less about a wide board full of small things and it's more about a small board versus uh, of like big things so it's going to be meta-dependent whether you want Combustion or Rolling Fireball, but it's good to have that option, and I think in, in the right metas it will see a lot of play. Do you know, because I did get a chance to play this once, and I was in a tough situation where one of the opponent's minions had Divine Shield, and I assumed if I targeted that minion, it would eat up all four damage and not damage its neighbors. Did, Does that sound right? Did it do that? Because I thought it takes one damage, and then... I'm not sure. I forget. I didn't... I didn't want to risk it, so yeah. I targeted something else I, and and just. I feel like we had this with um, explosive runes. Uh-huh. I don't remember how explosive runes worked with with divine shield. I thought it only soaked one damage. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a very uh, you know situational kind of thing. And the truth is, this card is just good. It's not situational. So, um, yeah, I think this is a four, maybe even a five. Like it's just good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's, I don't know if it's a five, you're not built, you're not putting in every deck, but it's, it's definitely a, a solid support okay. card. So I think it's probably a four. It's a five in arena. Oh, it's a five in arena for sure. Yeah. This can help you. Yeah. And we're hearing in chat that, and this is, this is accurate that effects like this will deal how much damage the minion has health. Essentially. Right. So yes. I was, I, the, the minion in question for me was Mergurgle Prime or Murger McGurgle. Gosh, that is a mouthful. And they did that intentionally. So so this would have dealt one damage to that, popped the Divine Shield, and then dealt three damage to the to its neighboring minions, which I think would have been better than what yeah. I had done. It, it so basically works as though the Divine Shield wasn't on it. It's just that the, the minion doesn't exactly, get dealt damage. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, next up is Wormweaver. Five mana, three, six. Spell burst, summon two, one, three mana worms. I saw this and thought it was crazy. Like, it's, it's, it looks really slow at first, but then when you think about it, like, unless your opponent has a Hellfire, those mana worms are probably sticking around. And then if you just go off with a lot of spells the next turn, both of them can deal quite a bit of damage. 
but this isn't really making its way into other lists because you don't need those mana worms right now in order yeah. to deal a lot of damage out of nowhere. And this takes two turns to kind of set up essentially. So yeah. it's pretty slow. And I, I don't know if there's a token mage deck, maybe it'll make more sense than that, but I think it's okay. Yeah. There was a, um, there was a deck day one that did reasonably well. They had a, this player had an 80% win rate from bronze 10 to legend eight rank 80. Um, with Worm Weavers, it was kind of like a tempo mage that wasn't running the the spell damage package. It was just running like a lot of spell bursts. It was running, you know, ran Frost Res, Res, Frost Whisper and Jandis Barov and like a lot, just like a lot of things that made one mana spells. And then you have enough that you can kind of get the the mana worms out and start building them up. I think that that's just not the way that this meta is going. But I think that mm-hmm. we could, you know, we could see another form of that deck happen, or even just like. In a in a lower to the ground Highlander Mage, right? Then if you have like a lot of cheap spells in a Highlander Mage, you could run this, right? Like I could see that yeah. happening. So yeah. I think it's a it's an okay card. I don't think it's it's not tearing up the uh, the meta, and and it just it the worst thing is that it just reminds us of how sad we are that Mana Worms has a two in the corner now instead of a one. <laughs> I this is nice at least. Yeah. Like this is a way that Mana Worm could still be a thing. I think so. I, I do like that. Um, yeah, I think it's easily threes across the board if you're good with that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am, I am completely okay with that. Um, Cram Session is a two mana spell that says draw one card improved by spell damage. And I was originally kind of nonplussed with this because it's like, well, Arcane Intellect is usually going to be better. Again, until I started looking at, I started playing the the Tempo Mage deck, and uh, I realized that this is once you get enough spell damage is effectively Divine Favor. Oh yeah. Um, or or actually, Divine Favor is being kind. This is actually Myra's Unstable Element a lot of the time in that deck. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you will get this in, in that deck that's looking to OTK with the Frostbolts, you'll get this to five or six or seven. And and by that point, like, hand size is more of an issue than how much you're going to draw off of it. And that, that kind of yes. just helps you, especially because you probably have at least one, if not two, Sorcerer's Apprentices on the board at that point. It's effectively going to be free and just let you keep continuing your chain. So um, this mm-hmm. is key to that deck. It's 100% key. Yeah. 100%. And, and that makes it a five for that. I think this is, this is partially, I mean, yeah. I guess it's not a five because it's not the build around, but it's, it's a no, critical it support. A, it, it, it is a five. I, I think I it's mean, only because, it's only this, because like, of that one specific interaction. But I think in another deck that has a lot of spell damage, this could probably be, it could probably also see play. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably, it's only because of that one interaction. And the rest of the time, this is the thing, the rest of the time in that deck, this card is extremely underwhelming. Like, very, very underwhelming. Um, like, if you're not playing it, the turn that you're going off, it's is actively bad I, when you're when you're not playing I that disagree. scenario. I All you need is one spell damage in order for this to be a good deal, and that's so consistently possible, essentially, because of everything that's in there. And yes, you'd rather wait until the end and be able to, for this to be the way that you win, but I played plenty of games that I won with this where I just needed to get more cards in my hand, <laughs> And I was perfectly happy being able to do that because you have other ways of reloading your hand with evocation, with mana cyclone. Um, so I, I think this is an easy five because it's in the insane situation, it wins you the game. But 
everywhere else, it's just very reliably upside. It's better than arcane intellect, essentially. Yeah, okay. I can I can be talked up to that. I think that's that's fine. The power level yeah. is just there, and it's not and it's not hard to activate. Yeah, and in, in arena, um, that's a one. Like in arena, it's two mana draw card most of the time. In mage. Yeah, yeah, and you have no way to reliably get spell damage. So I think I think you're right yeah. there. All right. So this okay. Yeah. Next is lab partner. This is the one mana one three spell damage plus one. Uh, this guy is not as uh, not as innocent as he seems. He, because he's upset that he's taking one mana one spot. Three. Is what he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not necessarily going to do a ton of damage, but. Uh, you can combine this guy with arcane missiles and actually do quite a bit. I, I was surprised. I was running into a lot of face rogues or aggro rogues or whatever. They were playing the two mana three one with stealth that uh, death rattle gives you another one. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sneaky delinquent. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, and it was, I, I was just like, cool. That that looks nice until I play arcane missiles and like am practically guaranteed to, to kill it. You know. So um, yeah, I think that I think this guy like. Just don't be fooled. Um, and you will pull him so many times off primordial studies, it's insane, honestly. Yeah, I think he's, he's good. I mean, one mana, one threes are generally good, um, both in constructed and arena. And you want spell damage enough that you'll play it. Um, I mean, even if you don't put it in your deck, you'll, if you're playing primordial studies, you'll get it. So I think it's probably a good four. It's it's generally very useful. Yeah, yeah. And, and in arena, it's probably Absolutely. a four also. And you'll, yeah, one mana, one three is And you'll fine. make use of the spell you damage more in mage than anything else, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Firebrand is a 3-mana sure. 3-4 three, three, spell burst. Uh, deal 4 damage randomly sp- split among all enemy minions. Uh, this is fine. Um, again, it's it's kind of hard. My I was underwhelmed by this compared to a lot of people to begin with. And I think that this meta is kind of reinforcing that, maybe more than it should be. Just because, again, this meta is not about small things. It's about big things. So 4 damage, even early, is often not enough. Um, and randomly split can sometimes not make a, m- a lot of a difference. And sometimes this can be hard to, to actually trigger in a way that you want it to. But I mean, it's, it's not bad. I, I, it's definitely a fair card. Um, it's, it's almost like a little bit too fair, um, for constructed right now is kind of the way that I'm feeling about it. I disagree so much with <laughs> you. <laughs> and it's mostly because the initial list I was playing had two of these. And I, I, I did think the same thing that you said before playing it. But when I played it, I was amazed how much work it tended to do. Um, because playing it as a three-mana 3-4 three, is fine. fine. Like, you really don't want to do that. Um, but with as many cheap spells are run in this list... I mean, which class were we saying earlier? I think it was Hunter uh, with the spell yeah, burst. Yeah. That it was just like, there's just not enough to play yeah, there. Yeah, Mage has plenty but of ways to Mage, there's so many ways. And if you have a Sorcerer's Apprentice on board, it's free, you know? Um, If you have a Sorcerer's Apprentice on board, this is not what you want to be doing with your life, though. Most Uh, of the time. That's that's maybe true. (laughs) Um, But honestly, like, I've been very impressed by this card. A lot more than I expected to be. Because, like, especially if you just put it side-by-side with Flame Waker, it's like, well, Flame Waker can go face and can deal infinite damage. Why don't I want that? Um but I like we're not I getting think, Flame Waker back. I, I think, you can't complain. You can't compare it to Flame no, Waker. No, we won't. We yeah. won't. Th- this is just this is a very solid card that will be activated. Can be pl- uh, you play this on turn four with Arcane Missiles? 
and you basically clear their board and you deal a little face damage and then they have to come yep. back from that. And by the way, you've got the initiative with a 3-4 that can attack, face or trade. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's a pretty solid 4, honestly. Yeah. It may fall out of favor, but it's it's well suited for the deck that really wants it. And it, it does I kill think. things with stealth, which is fair. And and, and yes. to be fair, I've mostly played Tempo Mage. I haven't played enough Highlander Mage where this is probably a better fit because it's just a good mm-hmm. early minion that does something and, and kind of different than imprisoned um whatever imprisoned watcher imprisoned observer that's what it is right imprisoned observer mm-hmm. right but right. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it takes the place of that given the meta that we're dealing with um or maybe they're both there who knows but yeah i mean i think that it it's fine in arena it's it's certainly a four i mean it's a three mana three four yeah, with, a, yeah. with a, a an ability that you can trigger fairly consistently and is going to be relevant so yeah. i think that's an easy four if you get that off it's insane. it might even yeah. be a five in arena I, I I think four is right. Yeah. Like if you because spells are a little less valuable most of the yeah. time in arena, so I don't. You're not going to reliably get. It's still good as a as a three four, but if you do trigger it, it's absolutely going to be a five yeah. in that in that case. Okay, is this All this right. is you right? This one's you. I oh, think. Okay, is it? Uh, I don't. I've lost track. You. You take it, because okay. I'm so confused by this card still. All right. and I- <laughs> so Jan Disparov is a 5-mana 2-1. So already up ahead on the value. Uh, battle- Absolutely. Battlecry. <laughs> Battlecry summon two random 5-cost minions. Secretly pick one that dies when it takes damage. So when you play this, just so if you haven't seen it, what'll happen is that both of them will kind of shimmer a little bit, and it'll show that those are the ones that were picked off of Jan- Jandis. And one of them's just gonna gonna die immediately, but you don't know which one. I I have not played with this card. I've played against it maybe once. Um, like this is a, oh, I should, I should mention this is Mage and Rogue. Um, right, right. So both Mage and Rogue can do that. Can use this. You have things like Conjurer's Calling and Mage. You have Shadow Step, obviously, and Rogue that you can either Shadow Step the Jandis herself, or you could shadow step the one that's going to die. You also have, have ways to generate um, witchy lackeys and rogue that you can use to just evolve yeah, that's one of the five drops. Yeah. That's another thing that you can do. Um, I, I I didn't think about the interaction with Khadgar. Oh, yeah. You, you get just double, right? I would imagine... I don't know what... I would imagine that they both of the ones that you pick still die Yeah. Um, when yeah. you take dam- when they take damage, but you're probably okay with that. Huh. And And... You know, there are death rattle minions that you can pick. There are um, minions that, you know, it's not a big deal if they die. You could just get something that's got a lot of attack against the board and still trade into something. Like, it's it's a lot of stats for five. It's it's two one plus one five drops worth of stats plus one five drop minus all but one stats, right? Um mm-hmm. and and sometimes you can take advantage of that. I think that again. In a Highlander list or some sort of a like a like a, a Galakron Rogue might want this just because that's generally more involved with value. Like you're it's 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 weird because it doesn't really have a place, right? It's just like kind of a generically decent. It's just effect. a good value card. Right. It's a value card, which means it's more of a Highlander Mage card. It's more or or if we get like a true control mage. Yeah. But that's okay, right? Like that there those decks exist. Um, and I think in those decks, like when I've seen it, it seemed to do very well. And there are ways that you can, you don't, it doesn't matter. Even if you don't like abuse the, the text on the card, if you're just getting a two, one and two, five drops, one of which dies, you're still getting a two, one and a five drop. And you're still like, we play giggling inventor, right? 
So Giggling mm-hmm. Inventor we played at originally, oh, yeah. originally. Giggling Inventor was mm-hmm. a 2-1 that dropped two one twos for five mana. This is yeah. better than that on average. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a very strong four. Yeah, I think uh, so too. You're talking me yeah. into those. And in arena, I think it's a five. I think it could be like, two. Like probably... what are, like what are the legendaries you're gonna be offered against this and when are they gonna be better than this generically? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um well thanks for talking me through okay. that. That makes a lot of sense. And I yeah, I, I think I was just feeling that like what does this fit into exactly? But it is just a solid card, even if it doesn't fit somewhere. Yeah. So I, it occurred I to me that I that I, I pulled one of these at some point. I don't even remember pulling it. Like, oh. <laughs> and, and I have to find a place to play with it to, to try to get a better feel for it. Um, I was a little bit torn between experimenting and tryharding the last couple of days, but now that I'm at Legend, mm-hmm. I want to try some of these things and see how they, how they play out. So I might actually have to play Rogue as much as it pains me to, uh, to try this out. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Then, and, and I know you don't really favor the aggressive decks and that's, well, I mean, you know, right Highlander now, so. Rogue is not exactly going to be that's uh, an aggressive deck. That'll be a thing at least. Yep. Yeah. All right. Potion of illusion is next Four mana spell Add one, one copies of your minions to your hand. They cost one mana. So this is echo of Medivh on steroids. And this is the perpetrator for Exodia mage coming back. Um, it is possible to get four sorcerer's apprentices and, uh, archmage Antonidas on board and just go to town essentially. Uh, I haven't gotten to see that, even though I've seen some pros tweeting about the deck and stuff. I actually am excited to play it because I do like my combo decks, and Exodia is absolutely yeah. the the combo deck. So, um, I like this is a hard card to evaluate because this fits into a deck that is extremely narrow. It does one thing. It does that one thing extremely well. Um, if you top deck this in the wrong spot or have to use it for some reason, it's not going to be that great. Um, but it enables combos that are like extremely reliable and really good. So I don't know. I'm interested to yeah. hear if, how, how you would want to evaluate this. Question. I have no idea. Like, like the, the, the place that my mind immediately goes is, is Archmage Antonitis, but that's 11 yeah. mana. So you would need some way to discount one of them, which I don't know if we actually have right now in, in standard, What? but I mean, in wild, like, you could do it, but so. So I think the thing is that you play two sorcerers or apprentices. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, and 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 you potion of illusion those. Then you use your second potion of illusion with both of those on board. Get the other two, and then Anton. Yeah, because then then you would have. So you yeah, if you play those two, and but yeah, then you'd have to yeah you'd have to have two potions, and it it gets it gets messy, right? I think that I don't, but but this enables that type of thing, right? Like there may be an easier way to to do that um yeah um Zoroshio in chat saying you could get like licensed adventurer if you're playing in a quest mage um or, right, or quest right. rogue that's, i suppose big, yeah. mm-hmm. if you re- well i guess you i don't you maybe you'd find a way to do this in quest rogue but i'm thinking about mage right now um you know that that's the kind of thing i mean even um in rogue you might take this off of ethereal lackey just to you could play like a um a heist parent tog waggle and then get another lackey and another tog waggle for one that's a thing that you could potentially do and and it does mm-hmm. get cast off of astromancer solarian sometimes which is disgusting oh boy <laughs> um yeah so yeah I, I i actually got one of these when i was playing the spell damage mage and i was like sure i'll take another sorcerer's apprentice yeah. and use it later on in the game for one mana um so i i think it's probably a four yeah like um, I don't know how to break in, it yet, but somebody Exodia, will figure it out. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that even in Rogue, maybe there's some implications for like Death Rattle Rogue of getting some really high value targets for one mana. Yeah. Um, that It seems like a stretch in this current meta, but maybe there's implications. You're, you already have Anka the Berry to more. do that, but yeah, there, there yeah. could be other things that you'd want to do. Or maybe you'd want to... Just more value. You know, yeah, or, may, or maybe you just want more lackeys and more Togwaggles. Like Togwaggle might be enough. Um, yeah. you know, just to just get another activation. or another Edwin or whatever, or another, or more questing adventures like the, there's, there's things you can do. Um, in arena, yeah. you're, you're, you're not, you're not generally going to want to do this. Like you're not going to think it, I think it's a one. Yeah. I like you, the, the one, the one drops need to have some sort of effect and there needs to probably be more than one of them to justify this. And you need to be able to get them all on board yeah. and then have them do something. And that this is a constructed card. This is not an arena card. Yeah. If if you have a lot of high value battle cry minions, then maybe, yeah. but that's I, it's asking for a lot. Yeah. So, um, so brain freeze is a one mana spell. Uh, freeze a minion combo also do three damage to it. Um, my initial thought was this is a frostbolt that can't go face. Changed my mind, um, but then I did not <laughs> take into account that we are a effectively playing playing freeze mage and we just want freezes in in the tempo mm-hmm. deck where it's it is effectively freeze mage so you want to freeze minions it's a thing that you want to do and you can very often chain this out even without a sorcerer's apprentice you can chain this out and then just kill something and that's relevant too yeah so it's actually been pretty impressive when i played it much to my chagrin because i didn't like this when i first saw yeah. it but you know yeah i mean it's tough because it doesn't go face. You want yeah. that damage really like mage especially wants that, but it's it's got enough value on its own and it's cheaper and it's easy to activate the combo no matter if you're mage or or rogue pretty much. So it's solid. I mean, I would probably want to put it as a three because I think it's gonna fall in and out of lists. It's not the card that you're using to do any one thing, but it's it's strong. It'll see some play. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean it's fine. And and in arena it's fine too. Like Sometimes it's removal. Sometimes yeah. it's just a freeze, and that's okay. Yeah. So. And the artwork is a the art, five. Out the of artwork five. is 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 a is a eleven out of ten. Yes. And and the golden artwork is good too. I got one of those, and he actually freezes himself like the ice oh, block. Like, that's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Next is one thief. One mana. One two minion combo. Discover a mage spell. I think this was one of the first dual class yeah, minions we it was. saw as well. Yeah. And I was scared of it then. I'm scared of it now. I'm, I, I was playing it in that spell damage mage, and it's just it's just strong being yeah. able to discover a mage spell. Um, I thought it was going to see more play in rogue because you're telling me in my rogue deck I can play fireball now or frostbolt or maybe even a pyroblast my next turn because I've dealt enough. Da- like there's just a lot of direct damage spells that I would love to have in because eviscerate is good on its own. But if I can get some more stuff and comboing a one mana minion is pretty easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a good card. I, I don't know what the downside there, there is There have been here. a couple of rogues that have been playing it. I mean, the the thing with rogue is mostly that a lot of the rogue innovation has been by, with playing weapons and, and stabbing you in the face rather than doing mm-hmm. Galakron things. So that that's kind of why this has been seeing a little bit less play than you might expect. But I, I've seen it in a couple lists. It's it's good. I mean, yeah, you do want... Uh, you can find mage spells. There are not as many burn spells as there used to be, but there are some. And that's true. And yeah. you know, you can get other things to do. I mean, Arcane Intellect is probably a thing that you want to get sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if it, the game goes long enough, you might want a puzzle box. That feels like a rogue thing that you might want to do. Like, Maybe. you know, that yeah. there, there's plenty of things you want to do. I think it's it's probably like I've seen it enough that it's it's good. And like, you know, in a Highlander Mage, certainly you can probably find room for this. In a Tempo uh-huh. Mage, you can find uh-huh. room for this. In a Rogue, and certainly in a Highlander Rogue, you can find room for this too. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of it. Yeah, it's yeah. a very flexible card and. 
Um, yeah, so I think it's probably a four. Like you're not building around this, yeah. but it's 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 good, and you'll you'll play it a lot, and then and it's not hard to combo a one a one drop. You know. Yeah, my heart's saying a five, but I think yeah. I think reality, it's just it's just good overall. Yeah. It's not it's not going to win you games. So and it's probably four in arena yeah. too. I mean, just being able to discover a mage spell is good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, Infiltrator onto the rogue. Yeah, Infiltrator Lillian is a. These are the rogue. The rogue cards is a rogue legendary with stealth. A four mana four two with stealth. Legendary minion. Death rattle. Summon a four two forsaken Lillian that attacks a random enemy. So this this works like Imprison Felma. That's a four two. That so you get a stealth minion on the front end. Rogue has enough things that want stealth. Um, either just because they're aggro and they want to be able to attack things, or because they have stealth synergies like um. Like, uh, Grey, Ma- Grey Heart Sage and the, mm-hmm. the one that gives plus attack and makes it immune that I can't remember the name of. And, right. um, two mana three, you know, two. and this is just a, it's just a generically good minion, right? Like, it's just, it's not hard to fit it in. You can fit it in a Highlander Rogue if you want to. You can fit it in one of those aggro rogues. You have enough, Galakron Rogues have enough stealth synergies. You can make it pay those off. So, it, and, and the Death Rattle is good. I mean, it can go face or it attacks yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter what it attacks at that point. Um, you know, you can attack this into something and then get a second attack. So it's just, it's just good. Yeah. I, there's not a lot to say about it because there's not a lot of ways to take advantage of it, I guess. Um, and death rattle rogue hasn't really been a thing. We don't have any ways to like trigger death rattles right now in rogue. Um, you've got, you've got uh, Anka the Buried, got Anka. Yeah. which lets you backstab things. Um, you do have oh, Necro, well, Necro, Necro, Necro Apothecary, Apothecary, but you're not, yeah, you're not, so, you're not doing that. You're, you're not doing that for yeah, this. Y- you're not going to build your deck around this card, but you will yeah. slot this into a lot of cards, whether it's or into a lot of decks, whether it's a Highlander list, an aggressive list. Yeah. Like it's just good. I, I think it's an easy four in constructed, and it's probably five in arena, yeah. just because it's so dependable to do its one. Plus, thing it's a legendary. Really well. So, like the things you're going to compa- you're going to be yeah. picking against are going to be bad. Like you know, yeah. like Anka the Buried is probably okay, just because it's a five five for five. But that's like not what you want. This but is, I'd want this. Yeah, you'd want this yeah. more than that for sure. Yeah. Oh boy, next up, Secret Passage. One mana, epic spell. Replace your hand with five cards from your deck. Swap back next turn. Uh, now, I've played enough Quest Mage over the past expansion to know that with evo- Evocation, um, when you were generating a ton of random spells into your hand, you loved seeing some things like Magic Trick or even the uh, one mana add a random mage spell to your hand. Um, I can't remember. Or... Uh, Oh, Tome of, of Intellect, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you love seeing those things and playing them because you're trying to make the most of your turn, and those cards that generate other cards mean that the generated card sticks around in your hand. Um, I saw some people that were surprised that Secret Passage works that way, and I was like, well, I guess not a lot of people. I was surprised because I, I rated it as though it didn't. <laughs> I'm reading back my comments now, and I oh, rated okay. it lower than a 5 because I thought it worked that way. Because and the reason I thought of that gotcha. is because there were there are enough cards in Rogue that generate other cards that you wouldn't want to shuffle back into your deck. But it turns out it's gotcha. just okay. those five cards that go back. So yeah. it's yeah. Think of think think about this. Because if you get that, then obviously this is extremely strong. But even without that, um, for those of you who started playing trading card games like in person, or maybe you still do um, Magic, Pokemon, whatever. Mm-hmm. You think about this card as if you were playing an in-person game and you just kind of take your hand and you set it to the side. And now for your turn, what you're going to do is you're going to draw the top five cards of your deck and you're going to try and get as much value out of those cards as possible. 
Um, this is this is an extremely strong card because your hand that you had that you just set down, you're going to pick it up for your next turn yeah. and you'll get to keep going. But um, but just the fact that it allows you to grab resources for this turn out of your deck that you're probably not going to draw through anyway um, and utilize them and then come back to where you were for the next turn, uh, it's just ridiculous. So yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. This one, the animation is a billion out of ten. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, so it's very it's a very if good. If you idea. have not seen it, go search for it on YouTube because yeah. effects artists really knocked out of the park on this yeah one. like i've actually been playing like i think i said last week i've been playing a fair amount of magic and i've been playing a deck that has a card called escape to the wilds which does something like this where it basically just gives five cards out of your deck that are off to the side and you have until the end of the next turn to play them and then they go away mm-hmm. and that costs five mana mm-hmm. <laughs> like in magic <laughs> magic like five mana in magic is probably like eight mana in in hearthstone right because you have to draw yeah, yeah, lands and stuff like, like that too this is one mana just you you do whatever you're going to do with your hand or your hand is just not doing it for you okay i'm just going to get five cards the only stipulation is i need to play them this turn we played myra's unstable element and burned our whole deck just to be able to do something <laughs> like that right yeah. and this this has yeah. no downside because the only downside is that you're putting the cards back into your deck when you're done and you still have a deck at the other end of it so, yep. like, it's, you know, as long as you're playing any sort of a reasonably aggressive deck where you're going to, by the time you're playing this, you've probably exhausted whatever values in your hand anyway, and then you should be able to play most of that hand out. Like, this is bananas. And, by the way, you get to do this twice in a game because it's not a legendary spell. Right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. this is, this, this is, is like a six. Like, this is... One of the, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, like... Okay, it's the second best card in the in the in the set because mine nothing's gonna nothing's gonna tear me away from my my girl mine render Lucia, but like yeah. this is up there like this is a bananas it's, it's really, really how powerful this yeah. card is it's an easy five and even in arena it probably is still just it's probably that good. a three I think it's probably a four I, 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 like if you think about how well, often I, I you're top four, decking yeah, in yeah. arena and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you get to draw five cards with probably ten mana and then be able to play them mm-hmm. all out. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to you leave some, you can play some mana on the things, table, yeah. but, like, even if you get yeah. to just draw, like, if you could just play one mana to get three cards and drop them all on the table this turn, you would do it, right? Like, late in the game? I think you'd do that every time. I think this card, I think this card either sees up to two or only four cards from your deck in the future, because, yeah, in its current position, it's just... It's, it's, it's a lot, and, and I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it actually needs a nerf. I mean, it's... I mean, I, I instinctively I would love it because you know how much I love playing its rogue in general. <laughs> but like, right. it's it's just I don't know if it needs a nerf or if it's just like if it's going to limit design space with how they're building things out. I don't. I have no idea. Like, it's going to depend on a lot of things. Like, I don't think that this is. I think I think it's going to take rogue getting a lot more powerful because like even with all of this, it's not terrorizing the meta. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is a card that it, it's it's easily a five. And I think it's probably as good of a four as a four in arena because even if you just get two yeah. cards out of your deck, but you're you're able to to get those out next turn, and then still be able to draw the rest later, like that's fine, right? Like for one mana, like I'd do that easy, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, self sharpening sword is a three mana um, one four weapon. After your hero attacks, gain plus one attack. So this becomes a two, then a three, then a four um on the on the last swing and um you have a lot of things that can buff weapons 
in, in both in this set and, and also, I mean, you just have Deadly Poison. I mean, just with Deadly Poison, mm-hmm. you're getting a, a, a weapon that gets to go three, four, five, six. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Well, I guess three, four, five. Damage. Yeah, I guess I guess it's yeah, no, it's three, four, five, six. Yeah, and and that that gets to be a lot. Um, and and if you don't have weapon removal, that is a lot of damage that it's hard to deal with. Now, you the the thing with this with this card that's kind of limiting it a little bit is that. If you're running this card, you're probably running a lot of weapon buffs, which means you're running a lot of weapons, which means sometimes you're going to get clogged up with weapons. And especially this being for mm-hmm. durability, while it is um, a benefit in terms of what you're trying to do with the card, it also can be a, a drawback in terms of how like how many times you need to swing before you can play another one. And you're going to have some dead draws in your deck. I think you're probably okay with that. But it's just yeah. worth saying. I, it's, a, it's surprising to me, honestly, to see so many aggressive lists that are running a three-mana weapon. Um, but in the scenario you just said that has a deadly poison to this, um, that's 7, 12, 18 damage yeah. from a two from two cards. I, th- I think you do that every time. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a pretty strong four in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Um, and in Arena too. Like, it's a weapon. It's a good yeah, weapon. Yeah. It's a weapon you get to swing. Actually, it's a five time. in yeah, Arena. Yeah, it's probably a five. It? Yeah, it's probably a five. Yeah. Like, I always start with a four okay. in Arena and then I think about it and then I get, I get it, talked Exactly, off, so yeah. yep. Well, and for weapons, like they they kind of started a four, and yeah. then it's a matter of how good. Yeah. And this like, has up even the bad weapon started three any. minimum. So unless it yeah, actively yeah. hurts you somehow, so. yeah, yeah. Next up is Shifty Sophomore, four mana, four four with stealth, spell burst. Add a combo card to your hand. I'm waiting for combo cards to be reliably what I want. Yeah. Um, and until that time, I'm not going to play a four mana four four with stealth. No, not not in constructed. In arena, you might. In arena, you probably will because yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be a four four stealth for four, which is fine. If you get the spell burst mm-hmm. off, fantastic. If not, it's still a four four stealth. Like you play Stranglethorn Tiger. Yeah. This is basically Stranglethorn Tiger minus one across the board, and and you'll play that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a one and a four. I, one and a, yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. right. Um, plagiarize is. A uh, is a two mana secret that says at the end of your opponent's turn, add copies of the card they played to your hand. So I don't know what to do with this. I mean, it is, <laughs> um, it is a secret. You have secret synergies in Rogue. That's a thing. Um, I. You know, there are going to be times when this is very good. This is going to be time. There are going to be times when this is terrible. And there are going to be times when your opponent's going to make you burn cards. Now, the burning cards thing, you, that's just kind of like an occupational hazard, right? Like, you're going to do that. It's fine. Um, like, mm-hmm. how often do you want all those cards in your hand? I don't know. It depends. Um, but I mean, it's, it is another option, right? Like, it's just, it's just, if, if nothing else, it makes the other secrets better. Because it's more things that your opponent needs to play around when you play a rogue secret. Yeah, which which I do like that. Um, it just feels like a bad Murazon the Infinite, you know? Because Murazon comes with an 8-8, and you don't have to play anything else on top of it. This, you've got to sink two mana into your turn, and then you have to replay everything that they played. Which, I guess if they played Battlecry minions, then there's pot- potential upside. But I would much rather have Murazon in my deck than this one. I... I, at first, I tried looking at it as a cheap draw spell, um, but I, you've already got um, secret secret tricks. Is that what it is? Dirty, like, dirty, tri- dirty tricks. Dirty tricks. Thanks. Um, you've already got that. So if you like, get your own cards rather than your opponent's cards. I I think this is probably a two. Yeah. Like it, it might see play in the right meta, but I, it's not. It's do not you play good. this uh, the turn ahead of when you think your opponent's going to go off with Kalthos? 
I mean, they're they're gonna kill you then. Well, they're not gonna kill you that turn because you're gonna like. There's usually a turn like, but there's you like they're gonna build a big board, but then they're gonna give you a whole bunch of stuff. Like you're gonna have one turn to, to respond to it, right? And you you're you're a, you rogue to... tap, you're a rogue deck that runs things like sap and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you get all those things, but the thing is, you have to respond to them, yeah. and then you have to invest. Yeah, and you're not and ramping, they've... and yeah, that, that too, and it's like Mazaki, forget it's, it. Like Mazaki, if they play Mazaki, you're dead. Like, but, but I'm oh, yeah, like yeah. the Kalthos deck usually have a turn to respond, but even then, yeah, I think it's probably a three. I think it's fine just because it's a secret and it makes your opponent play around it. I, I, it's certainly in arena. You're not playing this. You're not, you don't draft secrets to begin with most of the time. And then you certainly are yeah. not drafting this one. It may be a one. I, I a think one. it's a two across yeah. the board, honestly. Okay. Um, all right. Next up is Volpera Toxin Blade, the last rogue card here. Three mana, three three minion. Your weapon has plus two attack. I saw I saw her getting a lot of flack, and I don't get it because this just seems solid. Like an aura effect like this, if you have self sharpening sword already up, um, if you coined that out, or 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 if you're developing it the next turn, like you immediately get to attack with a lot. Um, you probably get to get some value out of it, either trading or if you're just pressing face damage, you go face. Um, and then they have to deal with this. They likely can because a 3-3 isn't a ton to deal with. Like, she's probably not going to last more than two turns at the most. But I feel like it's enough of a threat that, like, it makes sense. And it, and if you have your dagger, sure. Like, I'll, I'll deal three damage instead. Like, it just seems like a fine card. Yeah, now. I mean, I guess the thing is that, like, your... Plus two attacks, your weapon's worth one mana, right? Like, like Deadly Poison teaches us that. So that that's what that's worth. And so you're paying three mana to get plus two attack to, on a body that it doesn't actually buff the minion. It's not a battle cry. It's an aura effect, right? So like right. Mm-hmm. if they kill it, then you lose that buff and, and they're going to kill it, right? Whereas with a deadly poison, there's nothing they can do about it, right? Except for destroying mm-hmm. the weapon. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, you get plus two attack. It may as well say battle cry. Your weapon has to attack this turn. And that's less appealing for running a card in your deck now now i mean it's a minion that you might just run anyway like there are worse minions you can run if it's got a little bit of synergy it could it could work with it but like it's that that buff is a lot less permanent than um than something like you know like a deadly poison and so and actually if we want to use deadly poison as the standard which i agree with your weapon has plus two attack actually is worth half a mana because Generally, when you use Deadly Poison, you're doing it on your dagger over two turns. Right. And so if you're talking about this aura getting one reliable effect off, then I get it because it's understated and it's half a mana is, like, is what you're... So, yeah, I guess I guess probably, as I'm thinking about it, it's probably a two in construction. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think all, despite all of that, I think it's still seeing play. Um, yeah. which is why, yeah, it's, it's seeing play in some of the, some of the, the, because again, like there's a point where you just kind of want everything that says, give your opponent X, right? Like that. And so it has value there. That's fair. So yeah. I think it's probably a little mm-hmm. bit better than that. I think, you know, if I'm going to okay. bring you down to a two, I'm going to bring you back up to a three <laughs> because I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's yeah. just not, it's not b- bananas, right? Like it's fine. Yeah, you will yeah, play yeah. it in a deck that's going all in on weapons. Cause you just want anything that says, give your, give your weapon X. But it's it's mm-hmm. not like it's probably one. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets cut like a week or two from now when we start seeing how yeah. how the decks are performing. Um, I could definitely see in that. arena in it's arena, a little bit better, right? Because like in yeah. arena, you're always going to have a weapon. You're probably daggering on turn mm-hmm. two anyway, 
And then this is a 3-3 three, three for 3 that's going to give you that's going to give you plus 2 attack as long as it lives. And it's going to have a little bit better of a chance of living. So it's probably... I mean, it might also right. be a 3. I don't know if it's as good of as a, no, as a 4, I, but it's probably I a think solid. it's a 4. Yeah, I, I yeah. could go up to a 4 on it. It's, it's good. Because because you have the reliable dagger. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's why it's a 4. And it is a big deal in Arena when you're able to just, you know, 2 for 1, essentially. That can win you the game. So this being that reliable, I think I think it's a four yep. there for sure. All right. So we move on to the Rogue Warrior cards, and we start with Dr. Krastanoff, which is a five mana four four legendary rush. Whenever this attacks, give your weapon plus one plus one. So you kind of get into this whole, do we run this or Captain Greenskin? Because this has the potential, higher. it has a higher ceiling, um, but it also, and it's, but it's, and it's also a little bit more flexible, but it's also not a pirate, which is relevant more in warrior than in rogue, right? Because in war, mm-hmm. in warrior, you have Ankar and Ankar gets Captain Greenskin. Do you want to get Captain Greenskin is a different question. Sometimes you don't, and you want to have a weapon buff that's not going to get pulled from Ankar because you really want to get Risky Skipper. So maybe there it's actually better than, than a Captain Greenskin, because sometimes you get into this, into this thing where, you're pulling Captain Greenskin when you really need a Risky Skipper and you're upset, right? So this might be better in those decks. I've not seen it in the aggro rogues. I, I There's like one in Rage Warrior that I'm trying to check to see if it made it into there. But I've, I looked at a bunch of aggro I, rogues and I'm not seeing it in any of those. Um, I'm, yeah. I think I did see it in one list because this was Self-Sharpening Sword. I mean, getting one yeah. more onto it and adding to the damage like that that's actually pretty crazy but it is it is pretty high cost in order for that to yeah. work out um i it's just solid honestly i the fact that your mm-hmm. opponent has to deal with it like we had darius crowley before and sometimes you just had to run into something and that kind of stunk because you want more value out of it but i think that having the flexibility to deal with something on the board and the insane high roll potential honestly if your opponent can't deal with it um just makes it worth it I like I'll take Captain Greenskin off of my um my uh Sky Raider, you know, and I'll put this in my deck instead and have it yeah. and have it reliable. Yeah, I mean, you know, rushing down a minion is not is not irrelevant. I actually saw one aggro rogue that's running Jandis Barov and not this, which oh. which is I I was actually pretty surprised huh. by. Um but uh, you know, I'm seeing it in a Highlander list. I I did see it in one in Rage Warrior. I I th- I think it's good. I mean, I think that We'll we'll see. I think there's always going to be that kind of back and forth between that and and Greenskin. But I think that in the decks where you don't want to pull Greenskin from from an Ankar, this is better. And this is still just a good effect. And and even if we're just playing as Downer's Crowley, it's fine. It's a four mana removal at worst, which is it's okay in some cases. Yeah. So I think that's probably a, it's a strong a, four. It's a four. Say. It's probably a four in Arena too because it is like it's it's a minion and a four damage removal. Like in Rogue, you'll all rush you'll matters. always have a weapon in Rogue. Um, rush, mm-hmm. rush is very valuable in arena In warrior. It's probably a little bit less valuable, but it's probably still taking a lot of the time compared yeah. to what else you're going to be offered. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Next up is steel dancer four mana four, four battle cry. Summon a random minion with cost equal to your weapons attack. Uh, boy, I feel like this is one of the most controversial, not in the sake of it being, uh, like overpowered, but controversial in the sake of, is this good enough? Um, because with like curving self sharpening sword into this, you can you can reliably get it to the three attack, and then this is a four mana four four that summons a random three cost minion. That's pretty good. Um, if you got the fiery war axe off of the imprisoned Ganarg, it's pretty good. Um, 
Like if you're deal if you're working with this with your dagger, like it's still technically above average, but like stat wise, but it's not something that's going to win you the game. So um, I'm I'm general like it feels just really slow to me is my problem with it. I, yeah. I get that you can get some high value off of it, but I'd rather. This feels like it wants to be an aggressive dex, but it's not aggressive enough for me. I yeah, guess. no, it, it it isn't, and I I have seen it in some um, aggro lists. It does feel very slow though, but it is also a lot of stats for it can it, be. For it, sure. it pro- I mean, in rogue, it probably will be because mm-hmm. like you're running deadly poison, you're you're running, you might be running the uh, excuse me the volparas, you're running uh, four attack weapons, you're running self sharpening sword, which can build itself up. Like you can, you can very easily curve like a curved scimitar on three into this, and then you have a four attack yeah, weapons, and then good. you've got yeah. two four drops, right? That that's probably the most reliable good yeah. option. So sure. I think it's reasonable. I think I I could very well see it getting cut too. Like it it might just mm-hmm. be too slow, and some of the other things you could do are better. But I think it's fine, and um, you know, even in arena, like it's not great. If you don't have a weapon, but I mean, at worst in rogue, it'll probably be a four drop and a one drop, um, which which is, which is okay. fine in yeah. rogue and in warrior. You're less likely to have a weapon that consistently, but even if it's a four out of four four, it's not terrible. It's probably threes yeah, across the I board. Think so. I'd say yeah. Um, coerce is a three mana spell. Destroy a damage minion combo. Destroy any minion. I have been extremely impressed with this card. I mean, I, Tell me I, I mean, at first it just looks like a better execute, right? Like it costs one more mana, but it's, it's sure. effectively a better execute. At worst, you're destroying a damage mm-hmm. minion, but if you can find something to combo with it, you're then, and you, you have lackeys available to you in both, in both classes. So you mm-hmm. can generally find something to combo it with, but like, like, let me give you a scenario. What if you could guarantee that if your opponent wins the brawl, you destroy that minion? Would you do that? I would do that. Oh, yeah, for eight yeah. mana. Yeah, because you can co- you use the brawl to tr- to trigger the combo, and then you get to blow up the minion that lives. That seems pretty good. That's that's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know that that's something that's there, and and even just like three mana kill a thing after you've already done something else. Like yeah, you have to trigger the combo, but sometimes there are just damage minions you can just kill. Like three damage kill a thing is pretty good, um, given how especially in warrior like how conditional a lot of the a lot of the the um the removal is like you know sometimes like you don't have enough enough um health for a shield slam like you you're trying to get things to die in a brawl you're trying to get things to die in a plague wrath like this is just straight up kill something as long as you can play something before it which you usually can i like it so i think it's for it's it's probably a five in arena even because it's just like that kind of hard removal in arena i think you take yeah yeah killing a thing yeah we're gonna we're gonna step into Andrew's trivia Hearthstone trivia show for a moment. If you remember, there was a there was a warrior card. I think it was called Crush. Is that right? Um, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember if that, if that was the name of the card or not. But I yeah, it, go on. It doesn't seem quite right. I'm trying to remember how much because it was destroy any minion. I think it, it's based, it cost seven. Uh, yeah, was, it was Crush. It cost seven. Yeah, it was seven. Yeah. Yeah, but how much was it? Was it three? If you, when, yeah, if you had a damage uh, minion, it cost three. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I was trying to relate this to. And that card didn't see a lot, but this is this is just going to be super reliable. Combo's not going to be hard. And Yeah. Yeah, I think I think four and a five is exactly right. Yeah, because it's, I mean, the thing is that it's a lot easier to damage a minion to kill it if you need to than to pay seven to remove a minion. Yeah. Cool. 
All right, and last but not least for these class cards, Cutting Class. We've got a five-mana spell. Draw two cards. Costs one mana less per attack of your weapon. I was not uh, I was not feeling this card much at all. Then Self-Sharpening Sword happened. Yeah. And we now and that between that and Hooked Scimitar, Rogue has some pretty reliable ways to get high attack. And when this thing becomes one mana, that's very good. Um even if you can get it down to two, like you want to reliably get it less than three if possible in order for it to be an upside. And Rogue doesn't have a lot of uh, cheap draw spells that I can think of. No, it, it really, I mean, you're, you're, you're like, you're any. like sprinting. I mean, it does if you, you know, tog waggle and stuff like that. Like it had like the draw spells yeah, that it has yeah. are disgusting, but like just to draw a couple mm-hmm. of cards, it doesn't really have a way to do that. I mean, this, you remember Solemn Vigil? Like that, that was the Paladin card out of, Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was which one which adventure was it? I don't even remember. It might have been Blackrock. Um I think I think it was yeah. Blackrock. It, it was five mana and it, it got discounted for every minion that died that for, turn. Yeah. And so and, and that got played a lot in, in like combo decks and stuff like that. And so in a deck that's running weapons, mm-hmm. like you'll play this again. We just talked about Kurt Scimitar. That's a card that, that you can play that and then have cutting class cost one, and as long as you have the weapon around, you can you can get this to go off, and it's a pretty reliable draw engine, which is something that a, a, yeah. an aggro deck's gonna want, right, just to get more resources, and, and like, with an Arcanite Reaper, it's free. So, yeah, I, I mean, this is, it's a... That's it, probably a four, It's a clear four, and, and it's going to be, yeah. it, it's gonna be considerably worse than that in Arena, because you're just not gonna have weapons a lot, even in, in Rogue, this is going to be probably four a lot of the time, and, like, Arcane Intellect mm-hmm. is kinda iffy, and that's three mana for two cards, so that's probably yeah. closer to a two in arena. You need some draw effects in your arena deck, but this is going to be a, a groaning way yeah. to to get that. So yeah, yeah I think two. It's going to cut you deep when you have to pay okay. five, when you have to pay four or five mana for this. Absolutely. All right, so we have reached the um, two and forty five two hour forty five minute mark. So we're going to blast through these comments now. Uh, all of the neutral comments that we have last. Uh, first up is Onyx Mage Scribe, a six mana four nine dragon spell burst. Add two random spells from your class to your hand. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and for a dragon deck, this is a nice effect to just get a couple of random spells because generally they're going to be things that you want. There's plenty of whiffs in every class, but um, but I I like this yeah. card quite a bit. I mean, I don't I don't think you ever go out of your way to put it in a deck, but like you'll get it off of Draconic Lackeys or Draconic Studies or. Um, mm-hmm. or Dragon Queen Outstraza, and it's fine. And, and then you get, you know, yeah. it's the spell burst is pretty, I've, I've triggered it by accident. And I'm like, wait, where do these cards go? Oh, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, you're not putting, you're not going out of your way to put in a deck, but it's, it's good, you know, when you get it generated randomly. In Arena, you probably mm-hmm. take this a fair amount. Like, even if the spell burst never goes off, Dragon Synergies, crazy, Dragon yeah. Synergies exists. A six mana four nine. It's a lot of butt to soak up a lot of hits. And, and sometimes you'll get a couple spells out of it, which is good. So it's probably three and probably a four. Three and a yep. four. Yeah. I like um, that. Wretched Tutors, a two mana, a four mana, two five spell burst deal two damage to all other minions. Um, I saw this put into some decks early. I don't think it stayed in very long and constructed just because it's like two damage to all other minions with some of the other spell bursts that we have. It's just kind of underwhelming, especially because you have to trigger it. Um, but in, in Arena, like, you know, AoE is good. And even if you need to use another spell to trigger it, like that's okay, right? And and a four mana two five, yeah. you would just draft that anyway. So it's probably yeah. just a decent three, probably a two and I a three. Three's cross yeah. borders. Yep. Okay. Um, next up is Penflinger, one mana one one battle cry, deal one damage, spell burst, return this to your hand. Uh, boy, is this a fun card, and it's better than Elven Archer. 
Um, and the the big implication that I've heard is that potentially like Librem Paladin might just want this along with a ton of zero mana Librems of Wisdom that you got from Lady Liadrin, and it just de- deals enough damage to get you across the finish line, essentially. Um, it's not really finding its way into those no. lists. It's interesting in Zoo. I, I don't know. There's like some implications. It's a cool little card. Edelweiss had um, it in her quest and... shaman, and it seemed okay there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. like I think it'll. I mean, it's probably a three and constructed. Like there are ways to abuse it. Like it's yeah. it's going to take yeah. some work, but like you can you can build a deck that would. I, I know some people were trying to build decks to abuse this, and I think there are there are ways to do it. I haven't seen any that are super successful, but there there there'll be spots that it fits in. And and in arena, like you you draft and you draft Elven Archer sometimes. And this will yeah. be that pretty yeah. much, which is a three, yeah. I would say. Um, Sorcerer's Substitute is a six mana, six, six battle cry. If you have spell damage, summon a copy of this. Um, you're not doing, you're not, you, you have like, if you're doing things with spell damage, you're generally going to be much lower to the ground than this. And you're generally not going to want that yeah. spell damage to stick around. Um, like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe like a quest shaman might do this just because like, Oh, to get a couple. Yeah, of them. like yeah. you could play what the 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 weapon, and then on eight mana you could play this, and then get two copies of it. Like that's a thing you could do. That's a lot of stats. But I, like, yeah. that's a that's a pretty niche use case. Um, yeah. To to me, it's as simple as like animated avalanche has seen zero yeah. play. This is probably going to see zero play. Like it's it's decent enough on its own. It just it's yeah. not good enough. So I I think it's probably a yeah. two. And in arena, it's a six mana six six, which you draft sometimes. It's a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a three. Cool. All right, next up is Mana Feeder Panthara. Two mana, two, three beast. Battle cry, if you've used your hero power this turn, draw a card. Hey, Steve, what's better than one mana, deal one, da- or uh, give your hero plus one attack? Um, is it one mana, turn your turn your hero power into a life tap with a two, three minion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty dang good. I mean, technically this kind of makes it a three mana yeah. effect, but it's still very strong. Like Demon Hunter is like a no brainer to play this in. Um, they, I don't, I, the, the, the hard thing is that like Skull of Gul'dan has been fine and then they got Glide, which is really good too. So I don't know that they really need this. Um, I've seen some experimenting. It's a strong card. I mean, if you play it in like hand lock, you can get an extra card off of your hero power, which seems like a decent way to kick off the game, essentially. I mean, Hunter's eventually um, going to have some sort of beast synergies that are going to want this. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it might it might even make its way into a face hunter because you want to press the button anyway, and then that gives you more some more card draw. Sure. Like there's a lot of places where you can yeah, see this fitting yeah. in. Um, like I, I tried yeah. a bunch of theory crafting and I tried to fit into a bunch of places and I ended up settling on Demon Hunter, but I'm sure there are other use cases for it. So I think it's probably a four. Like I think you're going to see this, um, you know, it may not be right away, but you'll see this a fair amount. It's a good, it's a good support card. And, and in arena, like, totally. yeah, like why wouldn't you like might even be a five. Yeah, I think arena, it might be a five. Like, like it's just, it's card draw. It's, I think a, I just it's a decent, this. even if you just have to drop it without the battle cry, right. It's fine. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to, like you probably want to yeah. hold it, but even if you have to, it's okay. Most of the time you'll get it. Yeah. Um, Steward of Scrolls is a five mana four four spell damage plus one. It's an elemental battle cry. Discover a spell. Um, this is something I'm never putting in a deck. Sometimes you'll get it off primordial studies, and it's <laughs> it's pretty good on, off of primordial studies when you're paying four for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and getting another spell is good. But I'm not I'm not going out of my way to put this to put this into a deck. But it's fine in arena. Like five mana four four spell damage. Discover a spell is probably good enough to draft a fair amount of the time it's pretty yeah. good it's pretty good in arena it's funny to me just how far azure drake has fallen like this tells me that if that weren't in the hall of fame it probably wouldn't see play right yeah. now so um 
It's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I can go one and three, I think. Yeah. Maybe Quest Shaman? Yeah, Quest know. Shaman could see it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Next is Tour Guide. One mana, one, one. Battle Cry, your next hero power costs zero. This fits in so many yeah. things. Like, I thought Totem Shaman was... Like, just think of this as it discounts your hero power to one, and it gives you a one, one in addition to that. By the way, you can bank this effect. You don't have to use it immediately. So if you play this on one, turn two as a hunter, you can phase stalker and then do a free hero power. That's a lot of value on turn two. Um, Totem Shaman wants this. Um, I think I've even seen Handlock. Yeah, using Warlock. It. Warlock definitely um, uses this a lot. Like this is this is really zoo, good. In Warlock. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- this is a very versatile one mana one one. That isn't overpowered, but is extremely strong. Yeah, I think it's probably a four easily, and and even in an arena, yeah. like it's still a one drop. Like you don't want a one mana one one, but like being able to play your hero power on one, like there are some there are some um that could yeah be there good. are some decks that are going to want to do that or be able to fit in a hero power for one less. So yeah, I think it's probably a three in arena. Yeah, yeah three is yeah. exactly where I was going to. Um, animated broomstick is a one mana one one with rush battle cry. Give your other minions rush. So in a deck that wants a lot of one drops like say a zoo then and you need to be able to rush to keep board this is a thing that you might want um you know being able to have rush it's i mean the only fact that the only reason it has rush and the battle cry is just so that it's i I, actually i don't i guess if you summon it i don't know why it's written that way but um because they could just say give all your minions rush but whatever um but i mean it's got it's got rush itself it gives your other minions rush in a deck that wants to play a lot of little minions um like if you have a magic carpet if you have a scrap imp like zoo seems like a perfect fit for this yeah yeah i think it's probably a three yeah like it's an interesting effect it might fall out to other more powerful things but it'll it'll do some work sometimes in the right situation i I mean we played we played um we played how master shaw and usually that only lived for one turn right so yeah yeah yeah. this is a cheap way and three in arena too because rush is good there Next is Plagued Proto Drake, an 8-mana 8-8 dragon death rattle summon a random 7-cost minion. This is cool in the Dual Paladin and Big Warrior. Um, I don't know if it's good enough. Like the, the, This is going to compete with some other things that are really strong, but this is a lot of value. Think about like Big Bad Archmage for... Yeah. Um, well, that's a neutral card, but it, it saw some play in like Big Shaman because Muckmorpher could cheat that out. So um, so I can see this, you know, you pull this off of Duel, you pull it off of Dimensional Ripper, and it's just, it's a pile of stats that has to be dealt with. Um, or 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 not. Yeah. I guess you're not winning the aggressive matchups anyway, but yeah, it's a good card overall. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be more relevant when you're playing it off, dr- like, Draconic Lackeys, Draconic Studies, Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. That too. Like that, yeah. Because then sometimes you just need a pile of stats that's going to drop another pile of stats, and that's okay. Um, yeah. I, I think that it's really just, like, the big warrior type deck that's going to want that and you know i mean how much you believe in that depends on how much you believe in that archetype which we don't need to get into that argument again but um (laughs) but i mean you know it's going to have some niche applications and constructed in arena it's an eight mana eight eight that doesn't affect the board but it has a powerful death rattle how 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 often do you draft that probably not as often as you think you would right i i would hold this highly for a high mana spot uh, in my deck, yeah. but you don't want to put too many of those in your deck. So if I don't have any, I would, I would probably snap pick this just so I have a good big minion. Or if you need dragon synergy, I suppose. Um, yeah. So I mean, it probably evens out to a yeah, three. Yeah, I think so. That's probably arena. fair. And and constructed, I I think it's a three there too. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's just not going to see a ton of yeah. play. 
Um, this is me, right? Yeah, Crimson Hothead is a four yes. mana three six dragon with spell burst, gain plus one attack and taunt. I've been really impressed with this card when I've mm-hmm. when I've generated it randomly, which is to say that I've never actually put it into a deck. But I I could <laughs> see putting it into a deck, and and the deck that I think I could see it in is some people were trying Tempo Priest Day One, like Inner Fires, mm-hmm. and yeah, and yeah. I think. When you actually get that deck to work, and I don't think that deck works right now. I know that Zacho from Vicious Nika was very big on it, and some people were having okay with it, but it's kind of fallen to the side. But I think when you eventually want that deck to work, um, you're going to want Cleric of Scales just to get Inner Fire. And mm-hmm. so this is, you're, you're going to be running enough buff spells in that deck, you're going to get the spell burst to go off a fair amount of the time. You're getting a, so you're getting a four mana, probably five mana, four, six taunt, which again, you play, um, you play Shield of Galakrond. Um, it's got a dragon tag, which is relevant for things like Cleric of Scales and some other things. And then, or, or, you know, in other, I mean, in other decks too, like you might just run this in Highlander Mage where you want a fair number of yeah. dragons, right? Yeah. Cause like you'll be able to get the spell burst off relatively consistently. Six is a lot of butt. And like in, but in that inner fire priest, like again, six is a lot of butt. You want to inner fire it. So you're buffing it and then you're, you're going to turn mm-hmm. that into, into something you're going to hit with. So I think it's got a place. I just, I haven't really seen it. Um, so it's probably going up to a three for me. Um, and, and, yeah. and in arena, like, I was going to say threes yeah. across the board. Yeah. In arena, you're going to draft it. I mean, it's probably a four in arena, right? Like depending on, I, I mean, so. depending on how hard it is to get the spell burst off, but even like a four mana three, six, like how long, how often do we take things like priest of the feast or like water yeah. elemental? Yeah. That is pretty good. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right. That's a good yeah. example. Intrepid initiate is a one mana one, two spell burst gain plus two attack. Don't sleep on the one mana one, two, because this is a one mana three, this two is a in a lot of instances. Is what this I is. mean, like. Yeah, yeah. Token decks just love something like this, especially if you're, you know, buffing your board. You know, Power of the Wild, or um, I don't know. Are you playing Raise Dead in Zulok? I think you are actually. I can check, but I, I think I think you might. I think and you it, might be. I think some of the. I, I have to see what Pete's list looked like, but I think you might be playing. Well, Raise especially Dead in that if list. you're playing this in that, I think having a zero mana way to activate this oh, yeah. is pretty is pretty good. Yeah, so, I, it looks yeah, like he was. A lot yeah. of it looks like he wasn't, but I, I I'm sure I've seen some that were. Yeah, could be interesting. I think I think it's just uh, four and constructed three and yeah, I think probably. so. I mean, I've definitely seen it in some aggressive lists, and and yeah, the spellburst yeah. is not hard to. I mean, even even like soul. I mean, soulfire is not really the thing you want to be doing, but it it is <laughs> it is a thing that you could do. Um, I'm I'm just trying to see like what other because I'm sure I feel like I've seen that. Maybe it's not in zoo. I think it might have been in rogue that I was seeing it a lot because I mean because oh, you could backstab. Rogue, yeah. Right, so you can mm-hmm. you know initiate backstab and and then all of a sudden you've got you know one mana one mana three two. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that right now, but I'm sure I've seen that. So that's the thing. That, yeah, I think it's probably a four and constructed and and three in arena. Maybe it's four in arena. Yeah, it depends yeah. on how how many spells, spells you draft, are... right? Like, I feel like spellburst isn't great yeah. in arena because like it's just gonna die. like I. To to put it up next to Crimson Hothead, Crimson Hothead stands on its right. own. Whereas Intrepid Initiate, if it's a one two, uh, it's not great. Yeah. Like, and even late in the game, if you are able to get it as a one mana three two, it probably doesn't yeah. matter. So it's okay. Yeah, but, it's a three. Yeah. Um, Desk Imp is a zero mana one one demon. If you wanted a Wisp as a demon, here you go. Um, I mean, this is basically like a nerfed Galakron Warlock more than anything else. I think this is really the mo- the most constructive in- constructed implications this this card has because like whatever you're doing needs to care that this is a free demon because you could already do that with Wisp, right? So what about, what about philosophy? 
then you're getting what two you're getting two 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 two, two, two. two demons for zero or for one i guess that, that feels that feels underwhelming <laughs> I, I think it's kind of interesting. I think I'm putting you back else. on desk I mean, duty I, for that one. Like uh, that just. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it once across yeah. the board. You're not. You're not going to no, play not. this card very much. I think that that is the one instance I could think of, but no. that's a stretch. Lake Thrasher is a five mana four six beast. Also damages the minions next to whomever this attacks. So this is seeing play in the Guardian Druid lists uh, because you get this out for free, and it has rush immediately, which is kind of insane. And maybe you've played Survival of the Fittest, so it's actually an 810 that does that. Um, there, there's some implications. Like, this card on its own is fine. Um, it's all the the other synergetic yeah. things that you can do with this that really make it scary. I mean, this could be almost anything and just have the number on the top and the word on the bottom and you know, they would see play in that deck, right? Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, potentially, it's, yeah. I mean, it is relevant because you can't clear a board, but like I've seen it kind of down, getting cut down to one. I've seen some lists that don't, just mm. don't run it at all. Um, and you're yeah. not running it outside of that unless you're specifically, you know, drawing it out of your deck and giving it rush. Like this is a minion that is not really going to be super relevant outside of that. So I think it's probably like, yeah, it's seeing play in that list right now, but I don't think we should let that affect our, our opinion of it too highly. I think it's probably a two constructed I, I two is the highest yeah. for sure in arena it's a lot better. like you get that effect off it's pretty good like it's like spectral knight stat yeah. wise which sometimes you'll draft that because it's decent so it's it's it might even be a yeah, four yeah i think it's a four I, in arena i mean a five out of four six okay. it's like or like the dude when he's damaged that he buffs your weapon um like what i forget what the like uh, I forget what it was named. Is that spe- that's not Spectral Knight, right? Spectral Knight was can't be targeted. Uh, no, that's Spiteful. Yeah, Smith. Spiteful Smith. Like you draft that right. sometimes, right? And like that's yeah. the, like you're not excited about it, but you draft it. And I think this is better than Spiteful Smith, sure. so it's probably a four. Um, cool. Smug Senior is a six mana five seven taunt with death rattle. Add a five seven ghost with taunt to your hand. So like if you're playing something that really super cares about taunt, like if there's a taunt warrior that comes out, like you know maybe you would want this. I think that you're or, or like, I mean, the death rattle is even not super great because it's putting your hand instead of on the board, so it's just kind of generating more value for you, which is fine. But like, it's not really what you're looking for out of a death rattle deck. Um, I think you, you. I, fig- I figured out when I want to play this yeah. card. I figured it out. Big warrior. I want a. <laughs> oh no! Well, no, no, <laughs> probably not there. I want like a um, a four mana three three that has a battle cry. Your taunt minions for the rest of the game cost two less. Sure. If I had that in my deck and I could get it off reliably, then I would feel really great about this card. But, like, it's it's so slow. Like, in Arena, it's fine because you're generating more stats. You're, get, you're refilling your hand. But outside of that, um, it, you know, hypothetical theory craft I just made, I, I'm never going to play this It's card extremely in, in fair, and we don't play fair cards in Constructed. No, no. No, it's honestly it's a one in, yeah. in constructed. It's it's probably uh, really good in arena. arena. I mean, it's giving you two taunts. It's a four. Yeah, yeah it's a four. Yeah, you yeah. take that a lot. Cool. Uh, next up is Ogre Mancer, five mana three seven. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, summon a two two skeleton with taunt. Hey Steve, you remember Trogzor? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. That's you. Remember, you remember how hyped we were on that? We've learned our lesson, yeah. and this isn't good. Yeah, I, I my I'll just read my comment that I put in the spreadsheet verbatim. This is a weird uh-huh. tech card that nobody asked for. And and, <laughs> and, and I stand by that comment. Yeah. yeah, this is a one in Constructed. It's, I mean, in Arena, it's a five mana three seven that maybe gets you a two two once in a while. So that's fine. It's a three. 
Yeah, yeah. You know what this text against? Arcane Missiles. I mean, it text against Druid, I guess, because it's just building you a whole board of taunts. But, I mean, those taunts are just going to die within a turn anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fishy Flyer is pro- some of the best art in the set, by the way, especially in Golden. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. So he's a 4-mana four 4-3 four, Murloc with Rush, Death Rattle, add a 4-3 Ghost with Rush to your hand. The, the Ghost, I do not believe, is a Murloc. But it, it is oh, a it Murloc, is a Murloc. Actually. Okay, no, yeah, um, yeah, which is, which is important to know. Yeah, I mean, Murloc Paladin is a deck. Um, sometimes you have trouble, like you're relying on weapons to clear unless you get like Bluegill Warrior, a four mana four three with Rush that gives you another four mana four three with Rush that both get Murloc synergies is not nothing. Um, it's a little yeah. bit expensive for that deck, but you know sometimes you do need to just get through a taunt or something like that. So I, I could see it slotting in, and, and it might be meta dependent though. The tough thing is it's an eight mana restless mummy. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, it's a, like, it's a restless Murgle though. And that does matter when you do have, <laughs> when you do have things like, you yeah. know, like, like war leaders and stuff like that, that, that can buff it. Right. Like yeah. it's not like the fact that it's a Murloc is relevant for, for whatever you're doing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. also, you're also, yeah, for sure. you're also going to get it out of fish flinger a fair amount. You're going to give it to your opponent mm-hmm. out of fish flinger. So it's going to be relevant for constructive there, but it's, you or know. your angling rod. Yeah. yeah I, it's a yeah. three. Like it'll, it'll, it'll have some implications. It'll be fine in arena. It's a four yeah. probably because it lets you respond to things. You don't care about the Murloc synergy. Um, it's just, it's it's a minion that acts as a spell removal essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So. Divine Rager is four mana five one elemental with divine shield, and I am not exactly sure what's going on here. I mean, it's a Scarlet Crusader with you know, and it's going to see about as much play as a Scarlet Crusader, which means one in constructed and three in arena. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it's a Rager. It's supposed to be bad. Like, anything with Rager. I love the Rager. Anything with Rager. I always want to find Possible exception of Faceless Rager is intended to be a bad card. Like, that's just the, that's the key. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know that from reading the card. Um, Wandmaker is a 2-mana two 2-2 two, two with Battlecry at a 1-cost spell from your class to your hand. This is actually better than it looks on average just because sometimes, like, you want 1-cost spells. Especially in some classes, mm-hmm. like Priest in particular, that has a lot of good 1-cost spells, like Renew... Um, Renew. Wave, yeah. wave of Apathy is a one-cost spell. Um, you know, even even if you get like something like a Draconic Studies, it's not bad. Um, and then, you know, it's it's sometimes you want one-cost spells, but you don't want to fit in a Cobalt Spellkin, which costs five. It's pretty expensive. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a mini Cobalt yeah. Spellkin. And like, you know, in a, again, in a Quest Shaman, you can fit this in. You get two one-cost spells. That's pretty good. Shaman gets a... a Shaman has a bunch of decent one-cost spells. So... Lightning Bolt. Yeah. Forked lightning. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's got Earth Shock, Frost, Frost Shock. Like, yeah, you have a lot of good, yeah. um, a good options there. So, I think it's probably a three. It's going to find some play in some decks. It's gonna, not going to be everywhere, obviously, but there are some decks that really care about having cheap spells, and this gives you more cheap spells. Yeah, that's threes across the board, or is it better than that? Uh, no, I think it's probably fine. I think threes across the board is good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Last. Well, practically last, I suppose. Sneaky Delinquent. Two mana, three, one with stealth. Death Rattle at a three, one ghost with stealth to your hand. I think the reason it's seeing play in, in those aggro rogue decks, maybe even Face Hunter it'll see play in, is because with the stealth, if your opponent's not playing Arcane Missiles, they can't deal with it. You go face with this, and then the next turn you've got to follow up for sure. Um, so it's it's interesting. It seems to me like a very fair card because like two mana to deal three damage isn't great. But it because it has a, it, it basically stretches itself into two cards, even across four mana, 
It just, if an aggressive deck is going to run out of gas already, at least this has a little extra kick in it yeah. for you. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Rogue cares about stealth, right? So you have stealth synergies that you can trigger with that, which makes this a little bit more relevant. Um, Greatheart Sage. Yeah, Greatheart Sage, that other card that I can't remember the name of. Um, you know, so it's... <laughs> Ashtung Slayer. Yeah, yeah. Know, or is that the one mana one? Uh, I yeah, that, I, that might be, but it's it doesn't really matter. But, you know, because that card doesn't see play anyway, but... You know, it could. And, and yeah. so, and this is cheap enough that, like, you know, Spy Mistress is obviously better, but Spy Mistress is a class card. Um, you sure, know, so sure. if you just need more death rattles, like, eventually, the, the other thing is that, um, we're gonna have those stealth synergies for a while, but, um, Skyvateer is gonna rotate out, so this will probably slot in there, even if it's not yes. played right now. So it's probably threes across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. We're all, we, all right. we have one card left. So that can only mean one thing. It can only mean one thing. It means that my daughter was asking for music this morning, and I figured out a song that goes with the music that I heard from her. So, okay. Here we go. Enjoy. Mozaki. Make way, make way. Mozaki, it's time you knew. At Skull Immense Academy, gave you all you need. Apprentices apprenticing, they make everything cost-free. Who needs a new spell? Arcane Missile's all we need. Draw a billion cards, that feels right. And Mozaki, you make damage pile high. Forget about whispers, you are all I need. There you go. Yay! <laughs> all right, so Mozaki Master Duelist is 5 mana 3, 8. After you cast a spell, gain spell damage plus 1. I did not foresee this being the end of the game, essentially. <laughs> but if you see Mozaki, it is probably too late. I was told that that's true about mountain lions also. If you run into a mountain lion and it sees you, it's too late. So um, this just can, like, Sorcerer's Apprentice and Arcane Missiles, um, you don't even run that much burn because you have the one-mana, one-one yeah. little elemental bird that gives you more copies of Arcane Missiles. Um it's just insane. You you basically just have one huge turn where you play a lot of cheap spells that just take whatever amount of health your opponent has left and make it zero or less than zero. And Mozaki's key to that. I was I was thankful enough to get this as my golden for Ooh, um, for nice. logging in, and uh, it's a pretty good card yeah. to have for that. So. Yeah, and, and I, I played a bunch of this. I played a Hunter Aces version, which was effectively Freeze Mage. So he runs right, right. He runs two Frost Novas, he runs two Blizzards, and then he runs Lorekeeper Polkelt. So it shuffles your deck and, and then puts the two Blizzards on top, then you get Mazaki, and then you start getting... So the three-cost the three cost spell... The, the only cost... The, there are no four-cost cards in the deck. The three-cost cards are Frost Novas and Arcane Intellect, so that eventually draws you into all of your two drops. And then once you have... Basically, once you have Mazaki and both Sorcerer's Apprentices, you just go off. And then you play all the spells that are in your hand. You can pretty much play everything that's left at that point. Mm -hmm. And then you cram session. This is going to bump the cram session up significantly. And cram session is effectively Myra's yep. at this point. And, and the reason it doesn't yep. run burn is because when I, when you do that, it runs two frost bolts and those frost bolts typically do about 15 plus every single time. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, you don't need anything. Yeah, else it's, it's like I, I had opponents at 30 and I bursted them down from 30 every single time. Like, it very consistently. 
with just the two frost bolts. Like you don't even want anything more than that. Like the arcane missiles are basically you don't even care about the damage from them. Like you'll use them, but the arcane missiles are basically there to clear and then get your Mozaki bigger so that you can frost bolt them. It it's bananas how consistent yeah. it is. And and I think this is gonna be a real deck for a while. Like it it this is as close to actual like Tice pinging himself in the face in 2015 World Championships Freeze Mage, as I have, as I have seen since Ice Block rotated. Like, it really is like that, or really since Thorason rotated, because we, we still had Quest Mage, which sorta did that with Ice Block, but it wasn't really Freeze Mage. But this is actual, like, this feels like Freeze Mage piecing together, piecing together 30 damage with a one turn combo and just stalling the board until you get there. Mm hmm. And and the deck isn't necessarily dependent on this card. Like that scenario seals you the game easily, um, but you can still find lethal a lot of other ways too. So yeah, yeah I I am I really like this card. Um, I don't want my emotions to judge or to cloud my. Judgment. Oh, this is a five. Oh, this is I, like. Do you think it? Oh is? yeah, you're building around okay. this card. Like we've already seen it. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's you, true. You yeah, are a hundred percent building so around this card. Like every card in this deck. <laughs> yep is there to to make this card do uh, all that she can do. And like I, and I can tell you as a priest, I mean you say that that you can win with it and that's not untrue, but as a priest I have Eluciad played at the Mazaki and then that was the end of the game. They did try oh, they did yeah, get a mind I I did leave yep. them a mind flare in my hand, which they were trying to <laughs> mind flare the Mazaki and try to make fetch happen, oh, but I wasn't I, like well, I'm not going out that it's, way. Like that's not happening. It's over at yeah. that point. Yeah. So so I mean this is this is the win condition. It is the core of the car uh, core of the deck, and you're building everything yeah. around this card. So I think the and the and the deck is good. So I would say that's yeah. the definition yeah. of a five. Like if this isn't a five, I don't know what we're yep. saving five for. No, that's that's very true. You're absolutely right. In Arena, the stats are really good. You're probably not gonna get much out of spell damage, yeah. but I think I think you'll still take this next to some bad legendaries. Five so three, four there, you're gonna draft this over a lot of bad legendaries. This is probably probably yeah. an easy four. Very nice. Yep. All right. Well, Steve, we, we did, did it. it. Um we got through the cards and we made it all the way through school. Um the bell's not even ringing, but in my mind it feels like we graduated it is, so. summa cum laude, is what we did. <laughs> I'm really excited to see how this meta shakes out because Ashes of Outland, even with all of the crazy um, or all of the balance changes that were made throughout it, it felt very similar the whole way through. And I really wonder what the next three months are going to look like because I feel like what's strong now may not necessarily be strong in a month. Um, we've got a new game mode coming our way, so obviously everyone should be losing their mind excited about that. Um, very hopeful that that'll be another battlegrounds essentially um but yeah i i'm just i'm super hyped for this set in just about every way lots of strong cards any closing words you have for yeah it? i think that this i mean they, this we were kind of worried going into this launch right because like the last two have been rocky i guess we can say yeah that's true and yep. and if mm -hmm. we had another one like that i think that the the natives would have been restless and i thought we might be getting there with druid but i think the the meta kind of like the what they say all the time is that they want to give the meta a chance to adapt and 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 adjust to those things and this time it actually happened right like it wasn't yeah, that yeah. overpowered that we weren't able to find ways to combat it and, and and if it can exist in a healthy ecosystem that's what we want right like we want we want to do powerful fun things but also feel like we have a chance and and i feel like yeah. we're you know, I, I may not feel this way in a week. Like things may change, but like right now it feels like there's enough play and enough different ways to 
uh, to address what's going on that you do you do have that feeling a lot of the time and that that's that's what the team has to be aiming for so i think that you know there were a lot of scary things in this meta in this set um but i think that they they implemented a lot of them in a way that is good for the game and not problematic which I think is what we want them to do. We we want to be scared. Yeah, we we should we want to be scared by these cards to some extent, right? Like we want to be scared. Yeah. And then we want to. Well, yeah. you want to have the power, like yeah. you said before, you know. And I'm I'm impressed so far, and hope that it continues in that in that path. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and close things down. I want to remind you as always that you are the happy Hearthstone. Um, this show is all about our awesome community. So. Uh, super thankful for those of you again who have reached out and um, though I don't know what like the weeks coming are going to hold for the show um, I'll let you know as soon as I do and just appreciate your understanding as we move forward Uh, thankful for all of you who are supporting the show on Patreon uh, especially the three producers Minock, Jay Miller and Number Theory thank you three for believing in me and for uh, believing in the show and for what it stands for it continues to be a place where people can find community find uh, like-minded like-hearted people who want to enjoy the game and uh, strive to make themselves better within it so thank you so much and if you enjoyed these episodes you can head over to apple Podcasts, leave a review there helps other people to find the show and uh, let me know which card was your favorite from uh from our uh uh wow i can't i think of words because we've been (laughs) recording for six hours total i suppose um yeah for how we analyze the cards thank you there we go um if you'd like to get in touch with me you can find me on twitter at andrew is living or you can send me an email at the happy hearthstone at gmail.com you can also find the show notes for this episode and all other episodes at the happy hearthstone.com uh if you're not sure what we rated something uh we put all of those reviews on or all of those uh, scores on there and i think that's just about everything that i've got steve what you got man so um if you are not sick of my voice by now you can come and listen to my podcast off curve which you can find at offcurve.com or just search on whatever you're listening to this right now and you will probably find it i'm about to actually record my 150th episode uh, this week wow which that's awesome, yeah I, I'm, I'm catching up to you somehow but you are <laughs> Um, so it's a, it's a show that I often, I actually used to record it when I was commuting, when I had a commute. Now I, since I'm working from home, I record typically to and from the supermarket. Um, when, uh, though this week will very likely not be that because I will have my, what is usually the epilogue to these episodes, which is my, uh, once Mm -hmm. a set meta wrap up, uh, with Ridiculous Hat where we go through, all of the decks that we've collected. So if this is not enough going through everything in detail for you, um, I have a spreadsheet <laughs> that I've been maintaining that is going to cross over the 100 deck list mark um, by the time that I get, as soon as I finish recording this. Um, and we're going to go through, we're not going through 100 deck lists, but we're going to go through every archetype that's relevant to the meta and and what you should be doing to play with or against it. So that's something you want to pay attention to. Also, um, I also stream... Mondays and Thursdays, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. Um, I'm usually playing constructed decks. I, I do casting. I, I have some casting things in the works that I'm not allowed to talk about, but I hopefully will be very soon that I'm very excited about. Yay. Um, and so you'll get to hear me casting hopefully a little bit more regularly than you have been. Um, but I'm usually playing decks to train myself to cast them. So I'm usually playing meta decks. And um, you can also follow me on Twitter at WickedGood if this is overwhelming and you don't know what I'm doing. I'm usually posting 
everything everything there or at off curve on twitter if you just want when the show goes live you can also go to offcurve.com also has the masters tour qualifier statistics which i realize i need to actually build today because i've been procrastinating and trying to set up the um the the deck classifications because i haven't figured out what the hell's going on yet um, so oh so that's gonna be my that's gonna be my evening um but that's gonna be that'll be at offcurve.com slash masters tour as well but again at wicked good if you want whatever i'm doing then it's all there it's all just go to offcurve.com and click around and you'll, you'll find all awesome. the things Two more very quick shout-outs. Be sure to go over to hsreplay.net. Um, we got all the new archetypes up from Skullamance Academy, and we'll be updating that uh, in the future. But you can uh, you can figure out what's working, find some new deck lists to play, and all sorts of uh, good stuff over there. And want to shout-out um, the friends who left their Prime subscriptions uh, on the Twitch recently. Uh, ben Plays Hearthstone, Jimothy F., and uh, the good fellows over at Legend of the Innkeeper podcast, uh, Vestidius and Espo. So thank thank you all so much for your support on there. And um, we'll see. Definitely stay in touch on Twitter. I'll, I'll um, I will give more of a heads up than I ever have before, um, which means more than five seconds uh, before I start streaming, if that becomes a thing in any way. So, um, but by following me on there, you'll find out about all of that. Uh, Steve, as always, yeah. it's good to hang out with you. Good to talk with you about these awesome cards, and uh, I'm excited to see what this meta has for us, man. It is, it is a pleasure. I am exhausted, but in a good way, as as I always am. And, and like I keep saying, every time that we do this, there there are very few people that I would record a, a podcast for for three plus hours in over you know twice in two weeks, and then want to do it again four months later. And you are one of them. So Absolutely. I am I am I am privileged and lucky to be able to do this, and I will continue to be here as long as you'll have me. So. All, all of the love in the world right back yep. at you, my friend. And honestly, we should say the same thing to those of you listeners who have listened through all six hours and have made it to this moment. So thank you so much for hanging with us. Uh, thanks for coming to the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.